The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Timer around the right side to the 25 and the 30, 35, 40. He's got a lane and he's going to go. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Ed Noen McLean, attorneys at 513-381-7333. The Substation 2 in Florence, 859-371-9190. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance at 513-574-8811. The Lucky Turtle, Frank Cedar, Roger Bacon Grad. T-Spot, Window 10 and Audio, call 513-829-2530. Pioneer Auto Service with Matt Ballmer at 513-851-5131. Borkman Athletics at 513-844-1420. Sunday's Pub, located at 8582 Winton Road. Transform You Fitness, call 513-645-3294. Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance at 513-574-0321. Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, located at 5880 Cheviot Road, RJL Insurance, call 513-322-5637, Stacy Heating and Air, call Jim at 513-202-0407, and Bunder Hart Catering, 513-554-1969. Now let's go to the field for this Roger Bacon Spartans high school football game. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Bron Bezovich Memorial Stadium. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Glad to have you along tonight as we open up the 2018 high school football season. It really got underway on Wednesday night. There was a few games on Thursday night, but tonight it gets underway in earnest around the state of Ohio. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you Roger Bacon High School football for the second consecutive year. And Rob, after a 4-6 and six season a year ago for the Spartans, they have had a great off season. The coaching staff is excited. The players are excited. And I'll tell you what, the rest of the fans are excited too for this season to hit. Yep, welcome back, Dave. Uh, you said it exactly. This is what Mike Wow has built towards for four years now started with him trying to resurrect the program, putting more kids back in the cupboard, so to speak. Now it's a question of him uh, seeing this through. Solomon Tentman, very instrumental, former Division One player, uh, University of Cincinnati, has come back in. He has reshaped the bodies on a lot of these kids. We now have an offensive line that looks like an offensive line. Uh, of course, you've got your home run hitter still, but... This is what we've worked towards. There's a vibe. Not just at Roger Bacon, but throughout the city of Cincinnati that Roger Bacon is back, uh, and this will be the, a special season for them. And the thing about it is, Rob, is they have, they are loaded. I mean, they're bringing back a tremendous amount of starters, not only along the lines, not only at the wide receiver core, but they've got Tyler Bullock with a year under his belt, and, of course, they've got that sophomore. What's his name, Corey Kiner? Uh, I, think, I think that's how you say it. Uh, <laughs> I might have heard of him. Uh, you're right. They, it's one thing to have bodies. It's another to have football players. 
that was the problem four years ago. Mike had kids. Mike didn't have kids who could play football. You now have kids like Corey and, and Bullock, of course, but you have a kid like James Thompson who in the course of a summer has added 35 pounds of muscle and is now a Division One recruit. You've got Zach Kuhlman on the outside. You've got Brandon Tumlin coming in from LaSalle who, who puts an X-factor and really another lightning bolt. Uh, out on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then when you flip things over and look at that defense, you now have 230-pound linebacker Michael Carson. you got a kid like Nate Stark who's up to 220 and can run. Uh, I think I counted maybe 10 or 12 legitimate college football players on just the defensive side. Uh, this is a team that can contend for a playoff spot and maybe a state title. Well, we're going to talk more about tonight's game between Redding and Roger Bacon in just a moment, but it's also Walt Wrecker's night, and I'll tell you what, Rob, you have filled my head with a lot of information about Walt Wreckers. Talk talk to the fans about him and just what he has meant to Roger Bacon. Yep, so if you're familiar with Roger Bacon uh, as a player, as a student, as uh, any sort of uh, kid who grew up in the St. Bernard area, Walt Wreckers is literally the best who's ever done it. Most of the running backs we've talked to in the shadow of, you know, Corey Kiner's success have always deferred to Walt as the best ever. Uh, He's got a record that... Probably will never be broken. Single season yards per carry, about ten and a half. Uh, was a guy who could do it all. He could catch. He could run. Holds the longest punt in school history with 81 yards. Uh, and was really the heart and soul of those first teams that Brom Basevich had here that were of great success. Lost him this summer right before we were supposed to interview him for this broadcast. Uh, we're going to honor him tonight. True Roger Bacon legend. So it should be a... Very, very good crowd here tonight at Braun Bacevich Stadium. But let's talk about tonight's game between Redding and Roger Bacon. Redding comes in after a playoff season. Rob, eight and four a year ago. They were five and two in the Cincinnati Hills League. Roger Bacon, four and six overall a year ago. The Spartans started out winning their first two games. Then they went on that losing streak. And then they won two out of their last three. So they were really a team of streaks last year. Well, that, that middle part of the schedule is where the GCL kicks oh. in, right? So we knew Bacon was at least a year away just based on youth. A lot of freshmen and sophomores who were populating the two deep last year. Nonetheless, we went to Reading, got a big win. In the light of that was Andrew Fiertag, who transferred about two weeks before that game and basically went over there with his playbook and said, look out for Corey Kiner. Corey had a very pedestrian, I think he maybe had 60 yards that 63 first 63 yards in the game. Uh, and mostly lived and died on, on Kobe Taylor, who was the quarterback at that time, and, and Zach Kuhlman, who had a, a decent game. Uh, since then, we watched that team grow up little by little through that GCL schedule, had some late-season success, and that was really the foundation of what they've built on for this year. You know, Kiner led the team in rushing last year with 1,226 yards on 209 carries, 15 touchdowns overall for the freshman. You expect a lot more out of him this season. Yeah, he had those 1,200 yards in really about seven games last year. Uh, 600 of those came in two games uh, against uh, Carroll and Western Hills. Corey has grown up, right? He was 14 when he started the season last year. Uh, even though he hasn't added a lot of weight, he's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger and faster. Uh, Coach Tentman has really worked with him on agility. As directed by some of the Division One colleges who are looking at him, uh, Corey is a year older, year stronger, and now has an offensive line that can give him a little more daylight than he had last year. And he is ready for his second year of high school football. Tell me how you handle all this pressure uh, as a Division One recruit, all the attention as you prepare for your sophomore season. I like it all. I, I just, I take it day by day, and every, I don't think of myself any different. I just see myself as another Roger Bacon High School student. Yeah, and I just go to school every day, 
like a normal student. You guys were a little bit young on the offensive side of the ball last year, especially offensive line. Uh, it ended up putting you and Tyler in a tough position sometimes, either eight or nine guys in the box, which weren't helping you, or getting into a lot of third and longs that Tyler uh, struggled with. Tell me about the development of that line. Our line, our line put in work in the offseason. I know that for sure. They, they got bigger. Yeah. They all, they it's all, the first time I remember we, it looked like an offensive line. Like, you know, a lot of times we had skinny kids or, you know, you had a, a kid who hadn't filled out. Yeah, they look big. Just being behind that line, it, it's, it feels good because it just puts a smile on my face to know that they can block whoever they're in front of. And if they block, just a little bit. I'm gonna give take a it lot. to the house. Yeah, yes, cool. you can say it. Yes, uh, that, that's what I, that's what I think. One of the exciting thing is is you don't need much but a crease, right? And as long as they can give you a little daylight, I think the few times last year they were able to do that. You know, we were calling touchdown runs. Yes, uh, so, what are your personal goals this year? I know the goal for the team is the playoffs, and you're a team guy. Uh, you are you had an amazing freshman season. I think 1,200 yards in basically seven games. Uh, tell me what goals you have individually and for this team this year. My goals for the team are to take it week by week, and but I want to be undefeated with my team. And my goals, my personal goals are I want to rush for more than a thousand yards again. I want to I want to break the season touchdown record. I think it's 28. I want to have at least 30. Well, that's a good goal to have, 30 touchdowns. But I'll tell you one thing: if he only rushes for 1,200 yards, it'll be a shock. I would be really surprised. In fact, I think that that touchdown record is probably in jeopardy. Uh, we know he's going to be the go-to guy for this team. Uh, last year with nine guys in the box, he put up 1,200 yards, almost 20 touchdowns total. Uh, he's only going to grow on that now that he has some guys with him, right? Last year it was the Corey Kiner show. This year it's the Roger Bacon offense. Mike Blout is back for his fourth year as head coach of this team, but he's made a couple of changes, especially to the defensive staff of the, the Spartans this year. That's right. So last year, you know, as good as the offense looked at times, you're giving up over 30 points a game. You're going to have a hard time winning games. Uh, this year he brought in the guy who, uh, if there's someone who can fix a defense, it's a legend like Steve Sheehan. Uh, he was the head coach at Cape for the back-to-back state titles in the 80s. The defense really one of the cornerstones of that team. Carlos Snow and Vinnie Clark get all the attention, but that defense led by Dixon Edwards, very, very solid, especially uh, when they went up that second year and, and Carlos got hurt. Uh, he's back. A lot more imagination. I love Joe Clements, and I thought he was certainly a, a very good defensive coordinator, but sometimes a little too vanilla. Didn't take a lot of chances. You can expect the pressure to be dialed up. He's got athletes and speed, and uh, when a coach like that has access to those, good things happen. And they switched the alignment from a 5-2 defensive alignment a year ago to a 3-4 this year with a lot more blitzing and zone action. Right, a, a lot more creativity and a lot more interesting looks. He's got defensive backs now who can hold coverage a little bit longer than last year. Gives guys like Michael Carson, uh, Stark, uh, even some of the young guys like Tumlin or a Mumper, time to get to the quarterback. Well, and you talk about the quarterback. Well, that's what we've got to talk about now because Roger Bacon has got the quarterback coming back from a year ago in Tyler Bullock. Bullock, boy, as a sophomore, he took over the reins at the third game, I believe, last season and just kept it the entire year and grew and grew and grew. But like we always said last year, this team needed to mature. They needed to keep Bullock out of the third and long situations. And you know that's going to be a goal this year. It has to be for this team to take a step forward. Last year, the issue was exactly those third and long situations. Tyler is 
a smart kid, but at that point the game was a little bit too fast, right? If everything is third and 15 and you're bringing eight guys on a blitz, it's hard for a young guy to keep up. This year, I think things will slow down for him. He was a guy who came at all back was just a chance for him to get experience. Him and Corey played together in grade school and won and won a lot. I think that now that he's had a chance to kind of get his teeth uh, sunk into a, a sophomore season that took ups and downs, he's ready for a good junior year. And he is excited about it. You talked to him earlier this week. Last year was kind of a, a growing experience for the offense in particular. A very young offensive line, uh, still kind of learning how to grow into their bodies and hold some blocks. You guys often saw nine guys in the box, especially in the GCL, to try to stop Corey. That would put you in these tough third and long positions where uh, you were kind of running for your life sometimes. So tell me about what how what's changed in a year. Uh, yes, definitely. The game isn't as fast as it was before. And as you mentioned, we had a young offensive line. We had a very great offseason, so we're a bigger team now. We're much more prepared, and we're motivated to have a much better season this year to show the other teams that we're ready to play. Surprisingly, despite all the buzz Roger Bacon has throughout the city, being picked to finish behind McNick at least, uh, you know, actually third in the league, tell me what you think they're overlooking and where Roger Bacon might surprise some people this year. Uh, the fact that we're ready. We're, we remember a whole bunch of situations from last year to where we were kind of a little bit nervous at the beginning of the game and jitters get the best of us. And then we were kind of shut down, but I think this year the coaching staff and our captains this year won't allow us, won't allow us or that to happen. You know, the thing about it is when you've got a quarterback that's experienced and you've got a running back that's experienced, you can do a lot of things offensively. And Zach Kuhlman, right? So, yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to talk to Jeff Stofa at halftime, maybe the best to ever play the position here in my mind had a lot of the same things to say about his success and his numbers was coming back to a junior year where Roger Bacon was loaded, right? You had running backs, you had receivers, you had offensive linemen, and, and Tyler steps into a similar position tonight, uh, first game out of his junior year, all the weapons you could ever want as a quarterback around you. Well, we'll be back to bring you more about tonight's football game between Redding and Roger Bacon. We'll do all that when we return right after this timeout. These days, the concept of value matters more than ever. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Ohio high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back at Bron Bezovich Stadium here this evening before tonight's opening game of the 2018 season. 
The Reading Blue Devils 8-4 and four after a year ago, and Roger Bacon was 4-6. and six. Now, the next two games for these two ball clubs, Roger Bacon is going to be playing at Walnut Hills next week. Of course, we'll be bringing you that game here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And Reading will be at Middletown Madison as they open up with two games on the road. There were a couple of games last night in high school football. Fairmont defeated Alter 12-6. to Purcell Marion just got by... Cincinnati Summit Country Day 15-14 and Carroll really hammered up on Stebbins 49-13. to Tonight around the area, Baden is at Ross. Piqua goes to Chaminade Julian. It's Anna at Fenwick. Goshen goes to McNick. It's Madeira at Norwood and Merrimont goes to Oakwood. The injury report for tonight, really everybody is healthy for Roger Bacon except for the starting center and that's Gunnar Ludwig. He is out for tonight after sustaining an injury in one of the practices earlier this week. Rob, he had won the starting center job, and unfortunately after that injury, now they've got to switch around the offensive line somewhat to make up for that injury. Yep, Daniel Cardavellas, who's a sophomore out of uh, Nativity St. Nicholas uh, all-star team, a son of Brett Cardavellas, who's a legacy, who was here when I was here. Uh, he's going to step in. He's that big... Uh, strong kid who's going to do a great job at center. And that line is going to be the focal point this year. You talked with offensive line coach Henneke's about that earlier this week. There's no doubt last year we were uh, in a tough spot, played a lot of young guys, a lot of first-year guys. Uh, even though they may have been junior or senior, they were first-year guys. Uh, and, that, and that's always a tough spot to be in. Um, there's no doubt the kids have worked really, really hard this offseason uh, to improve themselves physically. Uh, and athletically, which is uh, hopefully going to pay off, and you'll see that in our offense. Uh, we are really happy with uh, we're attacking the line of scrimmage now instead of kind of getting through the play. Uh, the kids are matured. You know, anytime you got a second-year player, I don't care what year uh, grade they're in, uh, a second-year player is a second-year player. You know, when you're when you're going in, you've already started your ten games and gotten over all those. Uh, first year things, you know, it's, uh, it's a much better situation. So we, we look forward to that. Uh, we're definitely be a, a, you know, just a mature, much more intelligent team. Uh, and like I said, the, the kids have worked really hard, uh, at making themselves just physically better. So, uh, we'll, hopefully all that adds up and, and, and put it all together. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll see a little bit more, uh, third and two. That would be nice if we'd see more third and two this season, Rob, as we look out there. The, it looks like it could rain tonight, but I was checking the radar. It doesn't look like it's going to hit until after midnight, so that's good news. And, of course, the crowd is starting to file in. We could have a capacity crowd here at Bron Basevich Stadium for tonight's opening game. We'll be back to preview tonight's game between Reading and Roger Bacon when we return right after this timeout. Next Saturday night, the college football season gets underway on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell. For the second season, the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the UST broadband as they host Capital University. The Lions are expecting an exciting season under second-year coach Tyler Hopperton and third-year starting QB Jayton Tomlin. Join Blake Watson and I with the action from Schuler Field next Saturday night, beginning with Lions Rewind at 5, the pregame show at 5.30, and the kickoff at 6. Mount St. Joseph hosts Capital next Saturday night at 5 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Bron Bazovich Stadium just minutes before tonight's ball game. We're about 10 minutes away from the opening kickoff of tonight's contest. Reading was 3-2 and two at home last year, 4-1 and one on the road, but they're under a new head coach this year. Cody Reardon is in his first year as head coach after graduating from Western Illinois University. They snuck into the Division 5 Region 20 playoffs last year as the number 8 seed. Then they went on the road and shocked Miami East by two points in round one. They fell in a heartbreaker to West Jefferson in the second game, 35-28 the following week. They're going to be led by what they call the disruptor on defense this year, and that's junior defensive end Tanner Cromer, who had 17 sacks in 2017. So right off the bat, this newly functioning offensive line for Roger Bacon, Rob, is going to have to contend with one of the premier defensive ends in the area. That's why it's going to be key we keep Bullock out of those third and longs. If we can keep it at a reasonable amount, uh, that his tendency to over-pursue could be a benefit for us, right? If he's shooting across, you know, it only takes a half second for Kiner to be gone. If we put Bullock in a third and 14, third and 15, and he has a chance to kind of uh, get his guns blazing, that could be problems for Roger Bacon. Well, with Reardon still at the helm, he was one of the offensive coordinators a year ago for this ball club. So not much is going to change offensively for them. They've got a lot of experience coming back. They're still going to run the ball, and their skill positions are experienced. They've got a senior running back in Cameron Moore, a senior wide receiver DB in Gabe Van Skake, a senior running back defensive back in Keontae Sanders, junior linebacker and tight end Tanner Cromer. We've already talked about him. And a senior wide receiver DB, Danek Patterson and Elijah Vaught. Last year they averaged 29 points per game and they gave up 20 and a half. Now tonight at halftime, I know it's Walt Wrecker's night, but we're going to be talking with one of the Roger Bacon greats, Jeff Stofa, at halftime and you had the opportunity to interview him. I did. Jeff uh, was on some teams when I was here and uh, he's the best to ever play that position here. I don't think there's any question. Uh, great legacy kid. Uh, his brother being a great player here. Unbelievable numbers and uh when word got out, I talked to him, uh, our, his old coach, our old coach, Coach Henke, was so excited. He jumped on the first plane this morning to uh, come up for this game because uh, he wanted to see some Roger Bacon football. And I had a chance to talk to, to Coach before. And, of course, uh, him and Jeff are still very close, uh, still talk. And uh, Jeff is a guy, uh, everything you ever wanted in a quarterback from a, a guy who was a leader who could keep everyone else calm around them, make all the throws, uh, and get it done when you needed to late in the game. It's amazing what you'll do when you've got those frequent flyer miles burning in your pocket. Isn't yeah, it? or, you know. <laughs> you know, but Stofa also played with head coach Mike Blout. And he had the opportunity, you talked with him a little bit about uh, what he thought about Mike Blout when he was on the high school team with him. Mike was, he, he always wanted to learn on the field. And he was just a good at fundamentals and mechanics. And, uh, yeah, we went, uh, 
we went uh, against him, you know, one on one and, and seven on seven, and ultimately eleven on eleven during the during the scrimmages and and uh, practices. And uh, he always, again, was around the ball. He uh, always had a knack for the ball and uh, and always asking questions. What I remember about Mike, so um, very in tune with the defense, and and that's something that I think carries over. You know, from his uh, days as an assistant coach up to now, just always wanted to learn and, and, and a quick study to the game. Well, of course, we'll have more of that interview coming up at halftime here tonight as Rob had the opportunity to talk with Jeff Stofan. Like we said, we'll have that coming up at halftime. But prior to tonight's game, Mike Blout is probably one of the most excited guys on the field right now as he's just chomping at the bit to get this season underway. Rob had the opportunity to talk with Mike about getting this season underway. Coach, you had the turn it around mantra. You had the rise of the Spartans. It looks like you guys are finally here. Uh, tell me about the outlook for the season, which uh, seems to have everyone else in the city pretty excited. Well, we, you're right about our, our slogans the last couple of years, and it, it's been, you know, it's been a steady rise. We, we had some smaller classes. We played a lot of young guys the last couple of years. Well, now those young guys are finally older. We're finally going to play with, with a full allotment of juniors and seniors. Um, with just a, a couple sophomores as opposed to a full sophomore roster. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. And I know that, you know, there's a buzz. We've got, uh, you know, three kids that are, have been offered D1 scholarships right now, which is probably the most that's happened in, in, I, I don't even know when the last time that happened. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of excitement here. Uh, the, the theme last year, uh, for most of our broadcasts was how young the team was, offensive line, quarterback and running back in particular, although Kiner had a great season. Uh, tell me what one year of experience means for those guys, especially a, a quarterback like Bullock that seems to have all the potential, and even a Corey Kiner that has all the D1 offers but is still just a sophomore. Right. Well, with with Tyler, you know, last year when he got gotten thrown into the fire as a sophomore quarterback, uh, physically he was ready. He had, he had the tools to be a good quarterback. You know, it was the mental aspect of is the game too fast for him, this or that. And as the season went on, it, it slowed down for him. Uh, this year he walked in, didn't miss a beat, actually improved his physical ability. I mean, he got faster, his arm got stronger, he is physically stronger, he got taller, uh, you know, so he, he's improved everywhere. Once we started throwing the football, he's reading defenses better, he's much more confident, uh, he knows the plays, uh, he knows he can do things in a very special way. Uh, so he's kind of really taken over the role of being a the starting quarterback. Uh, you guys, we know about Kiner and Bullock and Zach Coleman, uh, even uh, Edmondson. You have a little X Factor this year, Mr. Tumlin, mm-hmm. uh, transferred from LaSalle. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, well, Brandon came in, and, and uh, you know, we knew he was going to be a good athlete. He's strong. He ended up being just the few months he's been with us lifting. He's one of the strongest kids in the weight room. Uh, so then, you know, we got to see if he can play on the field. And so, you know, during our seven on sevens and our practices, he had to learn the schemes, which took him a little bit. But once he got the schemes down, uh, he's, he's been great. Uh, he's going to be tonight. He'll be starting both sides of the ball. Uh, he's going to be playing outside linebacker for us and also at wide receiver. Uh, now we're a little deeper at wide receivers, so he'll get his break there. Uh, but on defense, you know, he's been playing really, really well. Uh, unbelievably fast. Quick feet, really good hands. Uh, he's he's going to be a pleasant surprise for us this year. Uh, you guys gave up a lot of points last year, which is part of the problem. You know, you're putting points up, giving up more. You're going to 
have some uh, shortcomings. You have a, a legend now on the defensive side of the ball in Coach Sheehan. Uh, tell us what he means for this young roster and uh, Roger Bacon football this year. Well, having Steve on our staff is, is huge for me just personally. He was my mentor. I, I was his O coordinator for seven of nine years at Oak Hills, the nine years I was at Oak Hills. Uh, and he's the guy that taught me how to be a head coach, um, plain and simple. So personally for me, it, it's huge. I knew he would be a huge asset to the defensive staff. Uh, you know, he obviously is, is the much older guy on our staff, um, by a long shot. Um, but he re- still relates really well with the kids. He still has a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of excitement, and he knows the game better than anybody. I mean, there's not a question or a concern that comes up that he doesn't have an answer to. Uh, McNick still picked to win the league, but, uh, really what, what is your thoughts on how the schedule shapes up and what we can expect uh, from Roger Bacon this year. Well, yeah, I mean, playoffs are, are our goal. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. We've talked about it since the, the season ended last year. Uh, you know, that all the players know that that's what we got coming back. Coaches know the kids that we have coming back. Uh, Solomon Tentman, my assistant coach, who did an awesome job in the weight room, got the kids bigger, faster, stronger. The kids' confidence is huge right now. So play, playoffs are definitely in our sights. And that's what everybody is thinking right now here at Bron Bezovich Stadium. They are looking for a playoff berth this season in Division Four football. And, of course, we'll talk about it more coming up later on, I guess, but we don't know what division Roger Bacon will be in by the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah, to be determined uh, by powers and uh, legal eagles way above our head. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll talk more about that coming up probably during the broadcast and a lot more during the season as this thing continues to work its way through. We're about three minutes away from the kickoff of the opening game of the 2018 season. Rob and I will be back. We'll take a look at the starting lineups and get this thing kicked off right after these timeouts. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom, but after I was shot four times in Afghanistan, I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. Rob, it's always uh, a fun time when you open up the high school football season. It seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year, but it's already here. Yeah, I wouldn't mind fall weather. The the little taste of summer tonight, you know, takes a little bit of the fun away, but there's nothing like Friday Night Lights, uh, being at Roger Bacon Stadium, and uh, knowing that you were on the cusp of a really special season. And that's what it should be. Let's check out the starting lineup, first of all, for the Roger Bacon Spartans offense, because the Reading Blue Devils won the opening coin toss, but they... Deferred to the second half. Across that front line at left tackle will be number 77, Dylan Polk. 
Daniel Cardavelli's is moving to left guard tonight. He's number 79. Nolan Tebby will be the starting center at number 76 in place of Gunnar Ludwig. Number 54, Noah Miller will be the right guard, and Michael Carson will be the right tackle. He's number 52. At the wideouts are number 9, Zach Coleman. The flanker will be Brandon Tumlin. He's number 8. Zuri Edmondson will be in the slot number 2. And Zach Kappel will be at the wide receiver. He's number 15. Corey Kiner, the running back, number 22, the sophomore, and the quarterback is Tyler Bullock, number 7. Talking with Mike Blout earlier today, Rob, he said that the biggest disadvantage that the Spartans will have tonight because they had to maneuver their offensive line due to that injury to Ludwig was the fact that now they've got a lot of kids going both ways. Yeah, and you're always going to put your best kids on the field. Uh, The nice part is Mike has never had the depth he's had this year, and a lot of those kids will get breaks, uh, you know, and your studs uh, are still going to play one way. Uh, Kuhlman will get some time at corner, but he's got four defensive backs who can move back there. Uh, Same with Lackey on the other side. Uh, Corey's going to be on one side of the ball. Of course, Tumlin, way too good to keep uh, only on one side of the ball. Uh, But plenty of guys who can spell them, give them a break, and uh, keep guys fresh. Reading will kick it off. Nathan Prophet, the senior, will be kicking it off from right to left across your computer screen. He's got it teed up at the 40. We are about to get the 2018 season underway. Kuhlman back with Kiner to receive this kickoff. As Prophet probably is going to kick it away from Kiner, I would guess, as Kiner's right in the middle, and it is a short end-over-end kick. It'll be taken in by Roger Brandon Bacon Tumlin. at the Tumlin. He's got it at the 6th to the 30. The 40. He brings it Roger Bacon. To the 50. In the Reading territory. 40, 30, 25. And he's going to be right out of bounds at the 20. A 62-yard return. Mike Wild told me he was going to put him back there and uh, make you pick your poison. They go with the new guy from LaSalle, and uh, he makes them pay. Well, Tumlin runs it all the way back to the 20-yard line of Redding, and that's where Roger Bacon will start first and 10 from the Redding. They're going to say they're going to spot it now at the 21-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will take it first and 10 on their initial offensive possession of the season. Bullock is going to be out of the pistol, and he's got Kiner just to the left of him. Spread formation. They've got receivers out wide on both sides, ball in the far hash mark. Bullock. Takes the snap, hands it off to Kiner, right up the middle, to the 15, to the 10, and he struggles down inside the 10 to the 7-yard line. 14-yard gain for Kiner. Yeah, you can't go in with your arms out hoping you grab him and uh, can pull Corey Kiner down. 210 pounds, way too big to arm tackle. Bullock again out of the pistol ball on the far hash mark. Same formation, only this time Kiner is on the right side of Bullock, the near side of the field. Fake handoff to Kiner, throws it out into the flat, and it's complete to Tumlin, and Tumlin inside the five, and he's going to be down at the three. Redding is saying that he may have coughed up the football, but to no avail. He was down. And that's going to go for basically about a three-yard gain, and it'll be second and goal. Ball at the three-yard line again. Now in the center of the field, Roger Bacon, after that electrifying run back by Tumlin, has a second and goal inside the Redding three. Short snap, and the handoff goes to Kiner right up the middle, and he's stacked up after maybe a yard gain. Yeah, they were waiting on that. No no secret they were going to give the ball to Kiner with three yards to go for a touchdown. 
Now it brings up third and goal from about the two-and-a-half-yard line. 10.45 and running left to go in this first quarter. Roger Bacon trying to... This good place for play action here. Bullock, ball in the center of the field, but closer to the near hash mark. He's out of the pistol, Kiner on the left-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock drops straight back, looks up the middle. Now he's going to be hustled out and going to be caught behind the line and brought down. And now we've got a flag thrown against one of the Roger Bacon offensive linemen. And I saw what happened there. He got pulled down by the face mask right in front of the official. But then Dylan Polk, maybe? Dylan Polk. But then he lashed out with the right hand on the back of the helmet. And well, I'll tell you one thing. They, they could. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But that kind of a situation, the officials, it's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct against Roger Bacon. So... That's going to knock it back from the 10-yard line, which was a 7-yard loss for Bullock. He was first sack of the year that he sustained, and that 15-yard penalty is going to knock it back to the 25-yard line. Knock him out of field goal range. And really, you know, we, we talked last year about the mental mistakes that would kill a young team. That's the kind of stuff we have to clean up. First game, first quarter, I get it, but uh, we can't let that happen on a, a drive where we could get points. Bullock again out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock looking over the defensive Redding. Fake handoff. Drops back. Looks into the end zone. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone to Coleman. It is thrown up for grabs and it is intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Danek Patterson, a senior wide defensive back that went right up and took the ball away from Coleman. So... Redding, after giving up the 62-yard return, turns away Roger Bacon, and they'll have it first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, I don't know if I wouldn't have knocked that down and maybe taken a little bit better field position, but he made a nice play on the ball. That that was the right play. I think everyone in the stadium knew you're throwing that one up for Kuhlman to go get and hope he can make a play. Uh, Let's see if this new and improved defense can uh, get a stop here and, and get the ball back. Well, the quarterback for Redding is going to be Cole Baker, the senior. Cole Baker in the backfield. He has got Keontae Sanders. Baker, again out of the pistol, and they're going to shotgun it right to Keontae Sanders, and he's going to struggle to get back to the line of scrimmage for no gain on the play. Zach Cappell coming up. Nice tackle. So no gain on the play, being second down and 10 yards to go. 9.40 remaining in this first quarter. Baker, out of the pistol, drops back, throws it into the flat. It is complete and brought down on a nice tackle by Zach Coleman. Pass completed to Danek Patterson, the senior. He takes it out to about the 27-yard line for a gain of seven on the reception. And it is third down and call it about three yards to go. Some confusion by the Roger Bacon defense, but now they seem to get themselves set. Baker, long snap from center. Hands it off up the middle, and it is going to be the first back nice through, Keontae Sanders, and he's going to be stopped after about a yard out to the 28-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down and two, and the first big decision in the game for first-year head coach, Cody Reardon. And they're going to go for it here on fourth down and two inside their own territory, unless you're just going to take a long snap. Let's see what they do. 
Baker. I think you're going to try to draw them. I think that's what they're going to do. Baker. Yep, that's what they'll do. He's barked out a couple of signs. Now he's going to drop back. Baker is also the punter. So he'll drop back to punt the football. It's a high snap from center. He's a rugby style. Gets a low line drive kick that's going to hit about the 40. Inside the 35 to the 30. Inside the 25. And it'll be down at the 23-yard line. First and 10 for the Spartans. 8-12 to go in the first quarter. We've got no score. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Hand off to Bullock right up the middle and Bullock, or excuse me, to Kiner from Bullock and Kiner is going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage, which is the 23-yard line and stopped right there for no gain. We're going to see that nine-man front out of a lot of teams this year, Rob. It's the uh, the antidote until Bacon can prove something different, right? And that's really where Bullock's growth has to come into play. Play action, moving around, making throws, keep the defense honest to uh, give Kiner more space. And now the official. By the way, the officials for tonight's game, the crew chief is Dale Goodwin. He is accompanied by Roger Hall, Joe Hornick, Tom Mooring, and Sean Burns. Those are your five-man officiating crew for tonight. Bullock, out of the pistol, rolls out to the left. He's looking upfield, got a nice pocket, throws it deep, and it is complete on the play. The loose third at the 20, 15, 10, 5, and he's going to be run out of bounds inside the 5. And I believe he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 3-yard line. And again, we just talked about moving uh, Bullock. He rolls right on trips to that side. Uh, defense gets confused. Luke Bird's all by himself. 74-yard completion. And Luke Bird was all by himself behind the secondary of Redding. And here goes Roger Bacon again, knocking at the Blue Devils' door. They've got first and ten. First and goal, I should say, at the three-yard line. Yep, and to the line pretty quickly. A uh, little emphasis on tempo this year. But not giving defense a chance to catch up. Bullock out of the pistol with Kiner. Low snap again. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. Number Into one. the end zone for the score. Kiner takes an increase. First score of the year. And it is 6 nothing. Spartans on top of it with 7.15 left to go in the quarter. Just 28 more to go. <laughs> nice job by the Spartans to take it up the field. And that time they cashed in when they had first and goal inside the five. Yeah, that, that's a great series. Now, one of the issues we had last year was Bacon was a home run offense. You know, I, I look back at the Carroll game, which was maybe our biggest win, and at one point in the fourth quarter, Carroll had the ball 31 minutes. We'd had it 10, uh, and we relied too much on Kiner or Zach Kuhlman taking it to the house. We need to get some sustained drives, uh, but that was a good one. And it was a low snap from center, and the Spartans could not get the kickoff, so... The extra point is no good. 7.15 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, Roger Bacon 6, Redding nothing. 
Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Noah McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Noah McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Well, Luke Bird will kick it off, and it was Luke Bird's. 74-yard reception that keyed that touchdown by the Spartans. They lead it six to nothing. Back set to return for Redding. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks, and that is Josh Baker. And Baker falls down on it at the 25-yard line, and that's where Redding will take over first and ten. Let's see if that defense. Much more active that first series than I recall seeing last year can kind of keep the momentum, uh, get another big stop, three and out, and uh, put the ball back in the hands of this offense. We told you about the Spartans' defense going to the 3-4. James Thompson along that front line with Noah Miller and Demetrius Ward. The linebackers are Stan Hart and Brandon Tumlin on the outside. On the inside, Mikael Carson and Nate Stark. The DBs, Ronald Lackey and Zach Coleman are the corners. The safeties, Ryan Blout at the free safety, and Evan Webb, the strong safety. Baker throws an inside pass to his receiver, Grant Van Slake, and Van Slake fumbled the football out of bounds after he lost a yard on that reception. You know what I've seen so far, and again, it's two series, but you know one of the things that killed us last year was the, the tackling skill and really flying to the ball. Too many times we allowed the offense to dictate what was going to happen. We are really kind of flying around tonight. Baker moves his running back. Keontae Sanders back behind him out of the pistol. Hands it off to him right up the middle. Cuts to the near side across the 25. And a nice tackle. You talked about it right there by Ryan Blout. Brought him down at the 27-yard line after a gain of three. Ryan Blout, a former grade school quarterback. Uh, Tommy Watkins said maybe the smartest kid on the defense. Uh, really directing things down there. So it is going to be third down, nine yards to go. And now the side judge is going to call offsides against Roger Bacon. Noah Miller. Somebody lined up in the neutral zone, and you cannot do that in high school football. So that's going to make it more manageable. Instead of third and nine, it's going to be third and four outside the 30 to the 32-yard line. So Baker... Out of the shotgun. High snap. Brought it down. Baker throws it into the flat. Almost intercepted by Coleman. Went right through his hands and incomplete. Yeah, Coleman, the wide receiver on the other side, read that perfectly. Uh, let's the rare ball go through his hands. So the incompletion brings up fourth down and a long four, and it's punting time for the Blue Devils with 6.36 remaining to go in this first quarter. Ball in the near hash mark. Baker on fourth and five. Again, he's going to 
fake like they're going to go for it on fourth down, and now he drops back to punt the football away. And he may want to kick this out of bounds with uh, Kiner and Kuhlman back there. Kiner and Kuhlman back set to return. He's going to kick it over to the far side. That's to Kuhlman, but Kuhlman lets it bounce inside the 35, now goes inside the 30 on the roll, and down at the 28-yard line. There's an official timeout on the field. 6.27 left to go in the first quarter. It's the Spartans 6, Reading nothing. with the football. He's going to hand it off to Kiner around the right-hand side, and Kiner is going to be wrapped up inside the 25. They're still trying to bring him down. He's not going down, but the officials blew his forward progress dead at the 24-yard line. Yeah, we talked about a little variety before the game and maybe some different calls than Kiner up the middle on first down. Let's hope uh, we can avoid some of these plays. That's a big loss to take on first down, and again, puts Bullock in a tough spot. So a loss of four on the play. Right now, Kiner has got five carries on the night for 14 yards total and a touchdown. Bullock with the ball in the near hash mark out of the pistol. Rolls out to the left. Nice block by Kiner. Cuts inside that block. Bullock is going to be brought down at the 22-yard line. Second sack of the night by the Reading defense. And that time he's brought down by Tanner Cromer. And I think the antidote for this, I thought about it the previous series, is really maybe taking a page out of the New England Patriots offense and maybe bubble screens and things that work. Some of those talented slot receivers on the outside will create more space for Kiner in the middle. But uh, very predictable right now for the Bacon offense. Bird is out wide to the right. Rennell Lackey is split right. Coleman out wide left. Yeah, Tumlin's got a, a 15-yard cushion there almost. Dropping back, Bullock, and Bullock threw it right into the dirt, trying to get the ball to Zuri Edmondson, his first appearance of the night. So the incompletion on 4th and 16 will force the Spartans into a punting situation from their own 22. Not a great offensive series. Uh, a lot of them looked a lot like last year. Keontae Sanders back about his own 45-yard line to receive this punt from Zach Coleman. Coleman will punt the ball away from his own 22, gets a high short spiral kick that's going to hit inside Reading territory, inside the 40, and it'll be downed at the 35-yard line. 5.05 left to go in the first quarter. It's 6-0 Spartans. At Jake's Wind Chevrolet, our deals are hot, hot, hot. Find new roads with Equinox and save over $5,000. With our zero-deductible lifetime mechanical protection, we're leading the way. At, at Jake's Wind Chevrolet. Jake's 
The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon class of 1991. Baker throws a ball deep up the field, and it is incomplete through the hands of Van- Gabe Van Skake. But good defense back there by the Spartans, Ryan, Ryan Blout. Yep, just like his old man. Baker wanted to go deep, and that was the only receiver that was open heading down the middle of the field. Second down, 10 yards to go for Redding. They've got it at their own 35-yard line. Baker, out of the spread. He's got Sanders behind him, out of the pistol. Now moving in motion to the far side is Elijah Vaught. So now they've got trips out to the far side. Single receiver down here. Vaught now lines up in the slot on the far side. Baker, fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball to Vaught, and Vaught's going to be hit across the 40 and dropped at the 42, and a flag brought in at the end of that tackle. Might have been a face mask against the Spartans. And that's what it is. It'll be a five-yard face mask. I don't know about that call. So that will give Redding... Their initial first down of the evening. Do they have face masks on jerseys now? Because that looked <laughs> like it was all jersey. He must have got the hand up inside. I don't know. I, we're so far away up here, it's hard to tell. But that gives them a first down at the 47-yard line. Baker throws it into the left-hand side, and it is incomplete again to his intended receiver, Gabe Van Skake. Boy, when he wants to throw the ball, he either goes to... Elijah Vaughn or Van Skake. Yeah, the, those are their studs, and the, the goal is to get the ball in their hands and see if they can make a play. So again, second down, 10 yards to go. Handoff right up the middle to Sanders, and Sanders is going to take it out to midfield after a gain of about three on the play. And that will bring up third down and call it about seven yards to go for a Blue Devil first down. Into the ballgame, Danette Patterson for Redding. Also into the contest, rushing in off the sideline, is Tyler Androne. Baker looks over to the sideline to get the play call on third and seven. 4.13 left to go in this first quarter. Baker looks left, now looks right. Now he's going to run up the middle. He's got the first, near the first down. He gets it across the 45 into Spartan territory, but I think they're going to spot him just shy of the first down. Just outside the 43-yard line, closer to the 44. He had to get to the 43, and he's not there, but it is fourth down and call it about a foot. Yeah, that was close. I don't know that an instant replay wouldn't have overturned that one, but we'll take it. Let's see if we can get the stop here. Well, where they spotted it, Baker again out of the pistol. Now looks over to the sideline. They're, I would say they're going to go for it on this. On fourth down and a that foot to go at midfield. There's the snap. Baker gets the hand off to Sanders. He's going to be dropped behind the line and brought down for a seven-yard loss. All the way back to the 47-yard line. Loss of four, but that doesn't matter. The Spartans will take it over first and ten at their own 47-yard line after holding them on fourth and a foot. 
you call a B-gap handoff and they run a B-gap blitz, <laughs> with your 240-pound linebacker, it's going to bode well in your favor. That That's a Steve Sheehan special right there, uh, and maybe one of the differences he's brought to this defense. So the ball at the Roger Bacon 47-yard line, and they take it over offensively. Bullock in the backfield. Again, out of the pistol, you're going to see that about 99.5% of the time this year. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle, across the 50, the 40, to the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Kiner, for the second time tonight. 53-yard TD. Corey Kiner and the legend grows. All he needs is a crease, and he's gone. Number two. He's got six carries tonight, 67 yards now all of a sudden, unofficially, and two TDs. With three minutes left in the first quarter. In the first quarter. Luke Bird will come in to attempt the extra point. Ryan Blot, boy, I can talk tonight. Ryan Blot is the holder. Bird, the sidewinder, right-footed kicker. Slow snap from center, but Blot got it down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. There is 3.15 left to go in the first quarter. It's now the Spartans 13, and Redding nothing. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, next week, Roger Bacon will be back in action. Of course, we'll have it for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk at Western Hills. That should be a good one. And we will also be bringing you Mount St. Joe football this year on Ultimate Sports Talk. And that season gets underway a week from Saturday night, a week from tomorrow night at Schuler Field as the Lions will be entertaining Capital University out of Columbus probably worth noting that Western Hills game last year is where Corey kind of made his debut with uh, 290 yards and five touchdowns in the first half. So not a bad uh, not a bad two quarters. I think that's a, when you called me and said, do you want to do the games? Yeah, let's, let's uh, we need to get these uh, on the air so people can learn about this uh, freshman who's, who's pretty good. Bird will kick it off. Leading 13 to nothing in the contest. And Redding has really been shell-shocked. They have got Van Skake back to return this one. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 25, and he'll just drop to a knee at the 26-yard line. And that, again, is Josh Baker, the sophomore. You know, the other area where I've seen the biggest difference with the Steve Sheehan defense is discipline. Too many times last year we had kids missing assignments. You know, that blitz by Michael Carson that was so big on the fourth down play a, a little while ago. We had kids going to the wrong gaps and uh, taking the wrong angles or losing the edge. So far tonight, real solid discipline out of this defensive unit. And better tackling. Absolutely. M- much much better fundamentals. Baker for Redding. Out of the backfield. They take it over first and ten from their own 26-yard line. Baker. Hand off up the middle to Sanders. Sanders cuts it to the left side. He's going to be dropped at the 25 for a loss of a yard. Brings up second and 11. Ridding really has got nothing going offensively all night. 
other than a couple play actions, of which are, you know we maintained our discipline on and kept them to short gains, they've really done much of nothing. 13 nothing. Spartans on top of it. Baker calling out the signals out of the spread offense in the pistol. He's going to throw it out of the left flat, and it is incomplete over the head of his intended receiver, Donek Patterson. In defense there was Zach Coleman. And you, you really got to be careful as Kuhlman, who almost picked one off before. You got a six-three Division One wide receiver who can run out there and uh, can read offensive plays and routes. Uh, you got to be careful when you throw those up like that. So it's third down and call it a long ten, a short eleven, with two forty-one left to go in this first quarter. Thirteen nothing. Roger Bacon on top of it. Baker drops straight back out of the pistol. He's going to throw the ball deep down the middle, and it is incomplete over the head of Andrzej Vaught. So Vaught just never had an opportunity to catch that one. Fourth down, 11 yards to go, and it'll bring up punting time. Now, wait, we've got a flag back at the line of scrimmage thrown by the head referee, and I think they're going to call someone for Roger Bacon a blow to the head to the quarterback. It is roughing the passer. And that's the second time tonight Redding is going to get a first down based upon a penalty against Roger Bacon. And the kind of things that are uncharacteristic out of a Sheehan defense, uh, I'm sure he's not happy that they are uh, not able to keep some of those emotions in check here. Well, you never know why he hit him in the head. I mean, he could have been coming on on a swim move around the defensive back or defensive end or anything around the tackle. Could have been inadvertent, but still, it gives Redding a first down. Baker's going to keep it off the right tackle. He's going to take it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. Gain of three on the play for Baker. And with 2.25 left to go in the first quarter, Redding will have now a second down and seven yards to go. And if nothing else, they're doing a good job of, of having a little bit of ball control, which keeps Corey Kiner on the sideline. Baker, again, they basically run the Ohio State offense. They come up to the line of scrimmage, then bark out a sign, then look to the sideline. Handoff goes to Sanders. Sanders cuts it off left tackle, gets it across the 45, out near the 46. He gained maybe a yard on the play. And it brings up third down, call it five yards to go for the Blue Devils. Clock running at a minute 40 to go in this first quarter. Ball resting at the just shy of the 46-yard line. Third down and along four yards to go. Trips out to the far side. Baker barks out the signals. Drops back. He's going to keep it himself. Right off the left-hand side. He's into Roger Bacon territory. Across the 50 and down inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. He picks up 10 yards on the carry and a first down for the Blue Devils. Yeah, and that was a, an instance where, you know, we had a kid come in with a poor angle, arms up, trying to grab somebody, and uh, completely missed on that tackle. Now a change. Well, that's not a change. That's still Sanders in the backfield. Baker drops back. He's going to throw it out into the right flat, and it is incomplete. There was nobody near that pass. Tanner Cromer was the only one near it, and he was 10 yards shy of the intended reception. And again, him taking some chances with some of these passes, uh, throwing them into to some tight coverages. So that brings up second down, 10 yards to go from the 44-yard line of Roger Bacon. Clock stops at a minute 12 to go in the quarter. 
They look to the sideline and get the play call. Single setback is Sanders. Baker drops back, looks to his right, throws it out into the right-hand side, and it is through the hands of Van Skake and incomplete. He was open. And I thought when he he tipped that up, Kuhlman had a chance to maybe make a play on the ball. So that brings up... I think it's... Isn't it third down? We got another flag. Another flag? Boy, they're throwing these flags like they're handkerchiefs. And it's against Roger Bacon again. What did they call? I didn't see the penalty. I didn't see the holding, it sounds like. Defensive holding on the Spartans. Takes it down to the 34-yard line. And it comes with it, an automatic first down. we got to button it up here. This running team hasn't done anything uh, offensively other than uh, be the beneficiary of some penalties. Baker out of the pistol with Sanders to the left. He's going to run it off the right-hand side. Baker keeps it inside the 30, down to the 34-yard line. That's a gain of five. It brings up second down, five yards to go. Redding seems to be settling into their offense, but it's been because of a couple of big defensive penalties by the Spartans. 45 seconds to go in the first quarter. It's 13-0. Roger Bacon leads it. Baker doing some shifting in the backfield. He's got Sanders to the left of him. Ball in the center of the field. Baker's going to keep it himself around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 30 and brought down at the 32-yard line. That's Or check that at the 27-yard line inside the 30. And that's going to be just a gain of two. Brings up third and three. And that might be, well, Redding is going to rush to the line of scrimmage. They want to get a playoff before the end of the quarter. 12 seconds to go in the first quarter, third and three. And they're going to bark things out. They, they can actually run the clock out and not get a penalty. And now Cole Baker looks at the clock. Three, two, one, that's it. That's the end of the first quarter. When we come back, Redding will have third and three. But the score at the end of one, it's the Roger Bacon Spartans 13, the Redding Blue Devils nothing. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh-sliced sub-sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub-sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your state farm agent, Jason Riegelsberger, at 513-574-8811. Well, we flip into the field. Roger Bacon will now be going from right to left across your radio dial. Yep. Want to give a quick shout-out to the girls' volleyball team. JV and Varsity beat Madeira handily last night. Another Varsity contest tomorrow at 3 at home against Edgewood. Uh, Don't want to miss that exciting volleyball team they got this year. Redding, handoff coming around the right side. Baker's going to keep it on the fake. He takes it across the left side inside the 20 to the 15, and he's going to be dropped at the 13-yard line. Gain of 14 on the play, and that's a first down for Redding. 
down to the Roger Bacon 13-yard line, and they're going to the hurry-up out of the straight shotgun. Handoff goes to Sanders this time around the right side. He's going to cut it to the 10, to the sideline, to the 5, and into the corner to the end zone for the score. Sanders runs it in from 13 yards out, and Ridding, just like that, has cut the lead to 7 at 13-6 to six with 11.44 to go in this first half. And that's exactly how costly stupid penalties can be. Uh, you give them a chance for a first down, and now they put a touchdown on the board. Nate Profit will come in to attempt the extra point. Profit, the senior right footer. Elijah Vaught is the holder. And the snap is good. Vaught gets it down. The kick is up, and it is good. Takes these officials an hour and a half to tell you if it's good or not, but it finally was. 11.44 left to go in this first half of action. It's now Roger Bacon 13, Reading 7. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering, 513-554-1969. The Jake Swinney Summer of Jeep Deals are hot, hot, hot. Like new Jeep Wrangler JKs. Save up to $4,000. Four grand, including lifetime mechanical protection. Where? Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. JakeSweeney.com. 13-7, Roger Bacon leads it here by 6 with 11.44 to go in the first half of action. At halftime, Rob's interview with Jeff Stofa. That'll be coming up here on the halftime report from Bron Bezovich Stadium. Profit's going to tee it up. He's going to kick it away from left to right. Back set to return. Tumlin, Kiner in the middle, Zach Coleman on the near side. Any one of those three can take it back easily. Profit approaches the football and kicks it off in this overcast evening. And it's going to be taken in by Kiner right at the 10. Cuts it right up the middle to the 20. To the 25, cuts to the near side. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 30-yard line after a return of 20. Looks like his foot slipped a little bit. So the ball resting at the 30-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will take it over first and 10 from their own 30. This is where we need a sustained drive. I'm all for home runs and the big play, but... One thing we did not do last year that we had to do this year to to be a good football team is be able to put long drives together, keep the offense uh, out on the field, and uh, punch it into the end zone. Bullock, the quarterback, he's lined up straight behind the center ball in the center of the field. Spread formation, Kiner to the right of Bullock, low snap. Bullock looks to the left, now looks to the right, rolls out to his left. He's going to throw a jump pass over the head of Zuri Edmondson and incomplete. And he, he had one more second. I think he was going to send Coleman deep and probably had him, but uh, just ran out of time on that. So Bullock in the backfield and brings up second and ten from the 30-yard line. Ball just across the 30. Clock stops with 11.31 left to go. And again, no one on Tumlin out there in the slot. Uh, he's wide open. Now they slide somebody over to pick him up. Yeah. Bullock. 
Handoff up the middle to Kiner. Cuts it off the right side to the 35. Spins and brought down at the 39-yard line on a flag thrown in on the tackle. Face mask, I think, hopefully on that. Is that what it is, or is it a hole? It is a face mask. Good call. It'll be a face mask. That was a gain of eight on the play. That looked like a 15-yarder the way his head turned, but uh, we'll see what they mark off here. And it is going to be just the five-yard kind. We'll take a first. Takes it out to the 44-yard line, and that's another first down for Roger Bacon. First and ten from their own 44. Well, I'll tell you, the lights really are not doing much good out here on the field right now as it's getting overcast. Handoff comes to Edmondson around the left-hand side. Bobbled up, but got it back across the 50 to the 45 into Reading territory. Ran out of bounds inside the 40, and they're going to spot him out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Nice run. I actually thought that should have been a penalty. He had him five yards out of bounds before he took him to the ground. I think they thought about it, and that's a 16-yard gain by Edmondson, and with 11-16 to go, 13-7 Spartans on top of it. They've got a first and ten. They're going to mark him at the 39-yard line in Reading territory. And here comes Kiner off tackle. Bullock on the near hash mark. Hands it off to Kiner, right up the middle, across the 35, inside the 35, down to the 30. They'll bring him down at the 29-yard line. You know, Corey is a lot like... One of the guys he idolizes, Ezekiel Elliott, and that the more he gets the ball, the stronger he gets throughout a game. He gets comfortable, uh, is able to start getting shifty besides having that breakaway speed, and it looks like he's really feeling it tonight. Unofficially eight carries on the night for Kiner, 85 yards and two touchdowns. Trips out to the near side, ball on the near hash mark. Luke Bird, the single receiver out wide right. Bullock runs the option, pitches it out to Kiner. Kiner at the 30, to the 25, cuts it to the sideline, and he's run out of bounds. Just shy of the 20, they'll spot him out at the 21-yard line. Eight-yard gain for Kiner, and it's second down and two. And this is the kind of drive they needed. Let's see if we can punch it in, but consistent variety, uh, making positive gains, and moving the ball at a good clip. Into the ball game now is Keontae Deer. Deer is checking into the running back position, and Kiner's going to get a breather. Keontae uh, put on some weight and some size this summer. 5'7", 175-pound junior slump. Short snap from center. Deer gets it around the left-hand side, does a lot of juking, but can't get away from the tacklers, and he is brought down on the play, and it's going to be a face mask. Face mask, late hit, whatever you want to call it. Deer got maybe to the 20-yard line for a gain of a yard, and then he started backpedaling, and Redding really went after him with some ferocity, and finally either hit him late or a face mask, and it's going to be a late hit. You're right. Against the defense, and that penalty will take it down inside the 15-yard line, and it will be dropped at the 12. So it's first and 10 for Roger Bacon at the 12-yard line of Reading. 10.49 left to go in the half. And now a timeout is going to be taken. I believe by Redding, and it will be a timeout to Redding. 10.47 left to go in this first half. It's now Roger Bacon 13, Redding 7. 
When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once at Game On. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook. In a great location. The place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill. Located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. Reading using their first time out of the ball game. And I think they just wanted to get themselves regrouped after that penalty, Rob. I think so. And this is a moment where we saw Tyler Bullock have some youth sneak up on him last year. The junior now uh, needs to go Jeff Stofa and punch this ball into the end zone. 10.47 left to go in the half. It's 13-7 Roger Bacon, but the Spartans have the ball at the 12-yard line. Bullock on the near hash mark. He's got Edmondson's slot left. Now Edmondson's going to move in motion. Hand off to Edmondson across the far side. Cuts it to the 12, to the 10. Tried to cut it back inside, but got stopped right there at the 10 for a gain of two. Got a nice block from Corey Kiner on that play, but uh, it was the receiver on the outside that kind of blew his coverage and uh, allowed him to come up and make that tackle for just a short game. Great pursuit by Redding's defense to stop him for just two yards, and that brings up second down eight. Spartans can pick up a first down without scoring here. They'd have to get inside the two. And this is where if I have a 6-3 Division I receiver on the outside, a second down and goal, I maybe take a shot. Trips out to the far side. Ball on the far hash mark. you got Kuhlman, the single receiver, out here on the near side. Bullock, he's going to throw it to Coleman on the slant. And knocked away a great defensive play by Vaught of Redding. He just knocked a touchdown pass right out of the hands of Coleman. And that, that corner actually jumped inside on that. I think if you run that to the outside, that's a touchdown. Uh, run it towards the pylon versus right into the heart of that coverage. But uh, he cheated a little bit, and uh, we let him play right into that. Third down, eight yards to go. Ball resting at the 10-yard line of Redding. Kiner to the near side out of the pistol with Bullock. Good snap. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to throw it out into the flat to Kiner. All alone to the 10, to the 5. He goes into the end zone for the score. Number 3. Boy, he was wide open on that left flank. Caught the ball at about the 12 and took it in all the way for the score. And that makes it 19-7. to Roger Bacon on top with 9.53 remaining in the first half. And that corner came up and threw his shoulder at him and probably had a better chance to catch a wheelchair than he did uh, Corey Kiner on that play. Uh, you weren't going to tackle him with that effort. I don't know. You ever tried to tackle a wheelchair with your shoulder? Well, I meant like he might end up in one. Oh, okay. If, uh, you lead with the head on Corey Kiner. Spartans are going to go for two. Bullock is going to throw the ball into the middle of the end zone, it. and it is complete. Did they catch? Yes, they did. Nice catch by Kiner. He got the two-point conversion, and the Spartans now lead it 21-7. to Spartans lined up quickly to go for that two-point conversion, and Bullock threw the ball to Kiner just as he was getting smashed to the ground. And with 9.53 left to go in the half, Rob, the Spartans now have opened up a two-TD lead at 21-7. And what a difference a year makes. Uh, last year we saw that they would have probably struggled to put something together in a similar situation after Redding scores and gains some of the momentum back. We said they needed a sustained drive. Variety of play calling, positive yards plays, uh, and eventually lean on your playmakers to punch it in, and they do just that. 
That was one of the best drives that Roger Bacon has put together, obviously in a long time because the offseason has been eight months, but nonetheless in the last few ball games. It's a mature drive. You know, last year they were home run or bust. Uh, and if Kiner didn't go for 50, 60, 80 yards or we weren't throwing it downfield to Coleman, we weren't scoring. Uh, you don't make the playoffs at the state level if you're running on home runs. You have to be consistent, ball control. You know, sometimes you got to go out and kill five minutes and put points on the board, and they did just that right here. Now, it's a very pleasant evening. Now the sun is starting to come out to the west of us here at Brown Bezovich Stadium. That's old Walt Wreckers shining a light down on us. For, there you uh, go. For the first rest of this quarter. Bird is going to squib kick it up the field, and it's going to be taken in again by one of the upbacks. That's Michael Hensley this time. Hensley is sophomore, one of the upbacks for Redding. Takes it at the 32-yard line and drops to his knees, and that's where Cole Baker will start first and ten for the Blue Devils. 9.51 remaining. Don't forget at halftime, Rob's interview with Jeff Stofa. And we've seen now two consecutive drives where big penalties kept the ball on the field for the offense and ended up with points. Uh, let's see if maybe Sheehan got this defense round back up. Uh, we need strong, disciplined defensive play, not bonehead mistakes. You know, I want to bring something up here after this play about the Stofa interview at halftime and who you almost had. Yeah. Baker here on the near side. They're going right into that sun right now. They move a man in motion to the far side. Sanders behind Baker. He gets the pitch out around the left-hand side. Cuts it off the left end. And he's going to take it across the 30 out to the 32-yard line. No gain on the play. Second and 10. You know, it's great to have Jeff Stofa, but you were in the process of getting an interview with Walt Reckers and almost had it done prior to him passing away. That's right. I'd worked with, you know, last year... I'm going to let you call this play. Uh, you know, Walt was suffering from cancer. We didn't get it done. Dropping back, Baker. Fakes to the left. Now rolls out to his right. Throws into the flat. It is knocked away. Almost intercepted by Roger Bacon. And it was knocked down on the play by Stan Hart. Incomplete. Brings up third and ten. So I thought we had a, a moment this summer where Trisha had set it up. We were supposed to do it. The Saturday we are supposed to do it. She calls me and says he's taking a turn, and then two weeks later we lost him. So third down, ten yards to go. Of course, this being Walt Wreckers' night here at Ron Bezovich Stadium. Baker dropping back. He's going to throw the ball deep up the near side. He's got Vaught right there, and Vaught let it go right through his hands incomplete. Coleman was there with the defense, and I think he may have been able to just interfere with Vaught a little bit to draw his attention away from the football but it's incomplete, 4th and 10 Evan Webb there too so there's a handful of players who I think are the best ever that are the guys we're going to try to get on this season Jeff Stofa, certainly one of those guys a Roger Perdricks, a Milt Siegel a Joe Sander, guys who have done it better than anyone else here so Baker on 4th and 10 there's no way they're going for this down by 2 touchdowns he drops back now to punt the ball away Kiner back set to return. And Baker gets a short kick. It's going to hit at the 40, inside the 40 of Roger Bacon territory, inside the 35, and it'll be downed at the 32. 8.59 left to go in this first half. 
It's the Roger Bacon Spartans 21 and Reading 7. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. Well, the Spartans have the football up by two touchdowns, 21-7. 8.59 left to go in the first half. Bullock going from right to left across your computer screen. Ball resting at the 31. Throws it out into the flat to Edmondson. Edmondson completed the 32. Struggles forward to the 33, and he's dropped right there after a gain of about a yard on the play. Brings up second down, nine yards to go. Just a quick hitter to Edmondson. Yeah, if Kuhlman's able to hold his contact a little bit longer, Edmondson had some room, but... uh Coleman just missed the block. Coleman out wide left. Edmondson slot left. Out wide right is Rennell Lackey. Lackey with Bird out all the way out to the wide right. Kiner with the ball in the near hash mark. Ball at the 33-yard line. Second down nine. Now Kiner moves to the far side of Bullock. Out of the pistol. Bullock takes the snap. Fake handoff. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball deep up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver in bird, and it's knocked away and incomplete. Boy, a great defensive play by Donick Patterson. Otherwise, Bird may have had that thing and was gone. Yeah, it's not often a kid like with Bullock's arm has a little bit you know, lacking on the mustard on that one, right? He puts that one a little bit harder, a little bit more out there. That's a touchdown. So it's third down, nine yards to go. Ball still resting at the 33-yard line. And if I'm Mike Blout here, I call a screen pass to the outside, wide side of the field and see if Kiner can make something happen. Kiner's lined up in a flank on the right side. Out of the pistol. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to keep it. Runs it right up the middle to the 35-40. He's got the first down. 45. Spins around to the cross of midfield strike. And he's going to be taken down at the 46-yard line of Redding. And you, you called it, Dave. That, that's a great decoy. 21-yard run by Bullock. Put Kiner outside. Draw all the attention out there. Uh, send your 240-pound Ben Roethlisberger-esque quarterback right up the middle. <laughs> I'm not a Steelers fan, sorry. <laughs> Bullock behind the line of scrimmage. Deer into the line. Or check out, that is Kiner. Kiner right up the middle to the 40. Go! 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown again. Corey Kiner, the legend. Kiner runs it in. That kid's good. Yeah, he's not too bad, is he? What's his name again? Uh, <laughs> Cody? Corey? Boy, oh boy. Big touchdown run. Well, Corey said before the game he wanted the touchdown record. He's got four. In the first uh, quarter and a half. Bird in to attempt the extra point. Blout the holder. 7.45 left to go in the first half. Ball is spotted down. The kick is up. And it is good. 7.45 left to go in the first half. Your score. Roger Bacon, 28. Reading, 7. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom-built to fit your needs, not someone else's. 
At Transform You Fitness, we're fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Matt Vollmer, uh, Legacy Spartan, his daughter, freshman with my daughter, who chose bacon in the upset uh, this summer and is happily uh, here and on the volleyball team. But Matt's kid here, too, uh, along with a lot of other legacies. Luke Birds gives it up the right-hand side. It's going to be taken in by, again, one of the upbacks by Redding. And he'll slide out of bounds catching that ball. Outside the 25, they're going to mark him out of bounds at the 26. So that's where the Blue Devils will start first and 10. At the 26-yard line. Speaking of legacy uh, here, I want to give a shout-out to Larry Babel, who has uh, had surgery this week, is in the hospital, and then Meredith Gallette, who is a, a volleyball player here, also had surgery. I went to school with uh, her mom, Kim. Uh, wish the best to both of them. Uh, very important Spartans to the Roger Bacon family. 7.45 left to go in this first half of action. Rob's interview with Jeff Stofa coming up at halftime. 28-7 is your score bacon on top of it and a ball got loose on the sidelines and the officials going to chase the kids away <laughs> they were playing no football. more ball yeah no more football on the sideline son the official boy he chased him right away ball at the 30 the 26 yard line hand off to Sanders around the right side across the 30 is going to be tripped up on a nice play defensively by Roger Bacon's Fred Greer the transfer from Purcell showing uh, he's got some speed. Gain of seven on the play for Sanders. Took it out to the 33-yard line. Second and three yards to go. Greer playing at that outside linebacker spot right now. Blout at the free safety spot coming up a little close to the line of scrimmage. Now snap to Baker. Baker's going to take it off the left-hand side. Struggle forward to the 35-yard line. He picks up two, and he's going to be a yard shy of the first down. Bring up third and a yard at the 35. And actually, I think he had it there. Andrew Feertag, the, the bacon transfer for Redding, uh, got pushed back and back into him and, and what made him lose a little uh, momentum on that play. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. Baker on his own. He's got trips out to the far side. Two receivers out to the near side. Ball in the center of the field on third and about a yard to go. Baker is going to throw the ball on a fade pattern up the field, and it's over the head of Van Skake and incomplete. Yeah, and Feertag missed the block again there. Uh, pressure coming from the outside edge. He's got to get rid of it quickly and uh, overthrows his receiver. So it's fourth down and a yard. Boy, does Cody Reardon have the guts to go for it here, down by three touchdowns in the first half with six minutes to go. I actually think he has to. Uh, he's going to try to get that quarterback outside in space. Uh, let's see if Bacon has got the right play dialed up. He's got Sanders out wide right. Vaught comes out far right. 
as a receiver. Sanders lined up right behind Baker. Now Baker's going to drop back and punt the football away. Kiner set back to return. Baker, rugby-style kicker, gets a low-line drive kick that Kiner's going to let hit at the 32, inside the 30 of Roger Bacon territory, and down at the 29-yard line, and that's where we will begin. 6.26 left to go in this first half of play. It's 28-7, Spartans. Hey, it's Mo Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. 626 left to go in this first half. Bacon will have the football at their own 30-yard line is where the officials spot the football after it's down. Bullock has Kiner with those three touchdowns today, or four touchdowns. Kiner gets it off Number the left five. side. Oh. 35, he's going to be drugged down at the 40-yard line. It's like a horse collar. Kiner picks up about 10, and it's going to be a first down. He almost broke that one. Uh, if I'm the Redding uh, defensive... <laughs> Mind trust, I'm a little concerned about my uh, lack of ability to stop that kid. Not that anybody really has. The officials have taken a timeout. Noah Miller is down in the center of the field at about the 33-yard line. and looked like maybe he got caught in the solar plexus. And he's, an, he's an important piece of that offense. Oh, yeah. Coach Hennekes has talked about having seven or eight guys who can go in there and play and not miss a beat. But Noah, big, strong kid out of Our Lady of Grace, uh, he's important. So Miller's standing there, laying there on the ground. Got some the of that Huxel blood that runs through, uh, has run through this school, and, and those are some big, strong guys. Well, a couple of items happened during the off-season, Rob, that I guess we need to address. First of all, Roger Bacon deciding to leave the GCL co-ed division. That's the first one. That was the first big story of the off-season. Yeah, and that's something that's been coming for a while now. You know, the original GCL, you know, you'll we'll hear Jeff Stofa talk about at halftime, you know, the Muller, LaSalle, Roger Bacon, St. X League has long gone. Uh, and what we're playing now, which is mostly northern schools, you know, the Dayton schools, doesn't make sense for us logistically. Uh, also doesn't make sense because we have a capped enrollment. Uh, and what we're trying to do academically and what we're trying to do as a school doesn't fit with what maybe some of those northern schools are doing. So it made sense we we take a look for competition reasons and maybe some opportunities to play teams locally. Noah Miller up and he's going to walk off under his own power. That's good news. Just a quick score update. Coleraine right now is leading LaSalle 23 to nothing at halftime. I heard Coleraine is loaded this year. About every other year, just like cold water. Yeah. Well, cold water, you know, they got nothing else there, right? And it's. No, I mean, just about every other year. Cold water is loaded every other year. They're competitive every year, but every, every other year is when they run, make a run for the state. Bullock almost bobbled the snap from center, pitches it out to Kiner around the right hand side, takes it across the 40, cuts back inside to the 45. He's going to be dropped at the 46. 
Boy, oh boy, what a couple of moves that Kiner just put on the defense for Redding. And they didn't know which way to go, but still brought him down after a six-yard gain. Yeah, you know what stood out to me on that play? You know, Mike talked about Tyler Bullock becoming more athletic. And this goes back to Solomon Tentman, who's done amazing things with these kids. But Bullock's gotten bigger and stronger, uh, but also has lost some of that baby fat and is really kind of growing into the athlete that we knew he would be. Athletic play. Second down, five yards to go. Ball at the 46-yard line. Bullock drops straight back, and he's going to be hit. Spins forward across the 45, and he's going to pick up something out of nothing. And now a flag great down. It's going to be another late hit. Bullock was caught six yards behind the line of scrimmage, struggled forward, got back to the line, dove forward for two, and then got hit late. The other thing I've seen tonight, as you've probably noted too, is that you know we've, we've swapped those offensive linemen out, normal center Gunnar Ludwig out. Those snaps have been low tonight. Yeah. And uh, the plays are taking an extra second to develop. A lot of people don't realize that the snap from center is what... It, that gets everything started, obviously, but if it's not crisp and right there at the quarterback's hands, it throws the timing off the entire offensive play. And Bullock has to take his eyes off the defense for a second. First and ten, ball to place down at the 37-yard line in Reading Territory. Bullock with Kiner off to the right-hand side. Fake handoff. Bullock's going to throw it into the left flat to Edmondson. He's going to be smacked down right at the 35-yard line after a gain of two on that pass. And if I'm Mike Blau, reading the way these wow. co- these corners are playing up, I go long to, to Zach Coleman right now. They're going to put him at the 36-yard line. He was easily at the 35. That's a bad spot. Edmondson has taken a beating tonight. <laughs> he's not a big guy either. But, no. Uh, he's tough. Oh, boy, Zuri has really been hit hard here this evening. Bullock, ball in the near hash mark. He's got two receivers out to the near side. Kiner to the right of him out of the pistol. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle across the 35, down to the 30, inside the 30, and he's going to be dropped at the 27-yard line. Gain of about eight on the carry for Corey Kiner. I thought that DB was a little late on the back end of that, too. Uh, you know, Kiner's a big, strong kid. It doesn't look as obvious, but he's about a yard shy of the first down. It'll bring up third and one at the 27 of Redding. And this is where an offensive line like this with a player like Kiner should be able to pick up one yard. Lackey slot right, Bird wide right, Bullock the quarterback. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle, and he's got the first down to the 25. They're going to mark him just shy of the 25-yard line, but he's got the first down easily. By oh, Another flag down here. Kuhlman and the DB getting into it on the sideline. Are they going to call this on Kuhlman? The official talking with Kuhlman on the way back, and now the officials are going to confer. Kuhlman's being pulled out of the football game. And in is... Ryan Halal. Yep, unsportsmanlike on Kuhlman. You can't have a senior doing that. So Kuhlman will leave the football game and cool himself down, and Ryan Halal is into the contest. You have a school like the Naval Academy, who's one of the schools looking at Kuhlman. Uh, that's a character institution. You don't want to be out here picking up stupid penalties, no matter how good you are as a wide receiver. Ryan Halal, 6'2", sophomore. First down, but it's going to be a long way to go for a first down. See if they get the chains marked right. They've got the ball marked at the 41-yard line after a 15-yard penalty. 
not quite sure. And this is where you throw it to Kuhlman. So, I mean, it, you've hurt your team in multiple ways here. They had the they had the first down. And all right, they're gonna the official. I think the officials have got this goofed up. It, it should be first and twenty-five because Spartans had the first down. Handoff goes to Edmondson around the left-hand side from the forty-one. He's going to be taken down at the forty. They should have had the penalty should have been enforced from the spot of the first down, it would have gone back 15 yards and that would have made it first and 25. Instead, they had it first and 10. Realistically, the only thing that the Spartans lost there was yardage. Yeah. So the ball resting right at the 40. It'll bring up second down, nine yards to go. Three minutes left to go in this first half. My guess is another pitch outside to Kiner here to the wide side based on how they've aligned. Ball in the near hash mark. And here Bullock fakes the pitch. He's going to cut it right up the middle to the 35-30. He's he going into the square to the 10-5. Touchdown, Bullock. He looks swift there. Tyler Bullock, quarterback keeper. 40-yard run for Bullock. And that blows this thing open. 34-7 to Spartans with 2.42 left to go in the first half. What Not a great call. You know, again, a de- Kiner is a decoy. He's been killing you all night. We thought they might go out on the pitch. They faked the pitch. Bullock takes it to the house. And he, he looked good. Uh, what Solomon Tentman has done with this team can't be understated. So 2.42 left to go in the first half. It's 34-7. Roger Bacon. Luke Bird is going to attempt the extra point here and try to expand the Spartans' lead. Holders Ryan Blout, he gets the hold down, the kick is up, and it is no good wide right. 2.42 left to go in the first half. It's now Roger Bacon 34 and Redding 7. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. And if you're going to call Tommy, wait till after the football game. Right now he's upstairs as the DB's coach here at Roger Bacon. Doing a great job. 2.42 left to go in the first half. Our interview with Jeff Stofa coming up at halftime. Don't forget that. Next week, Roger Bacon will be on the road at Western Hills. And we'll be there with them next week here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Spartan Rewind at 6, 6.30 the pregame show, and at 7 o'clock will be the kickoff. And then, in a couple of weeks, we'll be at Huron, which is up in my old territory. A little bit north. Little Cleveland, little west of Cleveland. So it'll be interesting here. You know, one of the things we didn't see last year was Bacon blow a game open. What we saw a lot were the offenses for the other teams try to use ball control, keep Connor on the sideline really limit the time of possession for Bacon. And although there's a lot of time left, you know, we're not even at halftime. At some point, Redding's not stopping you. You're up by almost four touchdowns. Uh, Redding's going to have to take some shots. 
And another squib kick by Luke Bird, and it's down by Michael Hensley again near the 30-yard line. Roger Bacon has been very consistent kicking to one side or the other to the upbacks instead of kicking it off deep all throughout this ball game. Don't forget Redding will get the opening kickoff of the second half. They won the coin flip, but deferred to the second half. Baker, after a long rest on the sideline, down now 34-7. to And the side judge pulling at his hip pocket, and there's going to be a timeout taken on the field. I believe Redding is going to take that timeout. We're going to keep it right here with 2.40 remaining to go in the first half. Roger Bacon has opened up a 34-7 to lead in this contest over Redding. These two teams met a year ago, and it was Roger Bacon winning that one by a score of 21-13, to but this one has been all Spartans here this evening. We talked during the pregame show, Rob, about how the Spartans got off to a 2-0 and start last year. Of course, they want to do that this year, but they want to take it even further. Yeah, those wins last year, I mean, the West High win was a big win. And, you know, they won by a lot, and Kiner kind of had his coming out party. Uh, they, that Reading team was a very good team. They went on to the playoffs. They upset the number one seed as an eight seed uh, to pick up a big playoff win. Um, but this this Bacon team looks a little bit more ready to compete with the meat of that schedule. So after that timeout, Redding throws the ball into the flat. Baker tried to get the ball to Vaught, and it was incomplete. Went right through his hands. Ball at the 30-yard line. It brings up second and ten. And the, the dangerous spot to, to being down this much is, you know, this is where a Steve Sheehan defense will come after you. Second and ten. Baker. Looks over to the sideline. The senior quarterback hasn't gotten a lot of snaps during his career. He hands the ball off up the middle to Sanders. Sanders cuts it back from the left side to the right side across the 35 out to the 37. He's going to be stacked up by Tumlin and Stark and stopped right there. That's a gain of about six on the play. Ball resting at the 37-yard line. They're going to give him seven yards on the carry. And it brings up third down and three. Tumlin's not a big kid, but he's a fiery kid. He brings some heart to the defense. Baker, out of the shotgun. Hands it off to Sanders, around the left-hand side. Flag down on the play, thrown in the middle of the line. Sanders struggles forward, trying to pick up the yardage. He's going to be shy of the first down, gain of only about a yard, but that flag was thrown right in the vicinity of holding. And that's what it will be, holding against the Blue Devils. You know, Lou Holtz used to have this thing he'd say about Bryant Young, that he was a kid you wanted to be the first off the bus. And uh, Tumlin's that kind of kid, you know. He's the, he's the guy you want everyone to know, hey, we're here to fight. Uh, send him off. Even though he's only 5'6", 190 pounds. So the holding penalty will mark it back from the 36-yard line. Well, now, wait a second. Our... Maybe the Spartans are going to decline it. They are. That'll bring up fourth down. Spartans decline the penalty. I don't know if I agree with that. That's going to bring up fourth down and three yards to go. I would have put them into a passing situation and, and taken a shot at a, at a sack versus a manageable three yards. Well, this is going to be interesting. It's fourth down. It's going to be less than three, actually, Rob, as I look across the sideline at the sticks. 
They've actually got the ball at the 38. So they need to get across the 40 for a first down. It's going to be more more like a long two yards to go here. Plus, you, you put the 10 yards on it. You take that ball back inside their 30. You stop them. And a punt now probably puts that ball close to midfield uh, with a minute and a half plus left. Now they pick this up, you know, could end up being costly. Well, it's a gamble, but Roger Bacon right now is playing with house money. Let's let's call it the way it is. They're up 34 to 7. It's still a long ways to go. 62 yards for a touchdown for Redding, so they've got a almost three quarters of the football field to play with. Fourth down, two yards to go. Baker looks, looks like, like he's, he's going to kick it. He's going to kick it. They decided against it, rugby style. He's going to kick it up the field. It's going to hit at the 30, take a Roger Bacon bounce backwards, and it'll be downed at the 39-yard line. It hit at the 33 and then bounced backwards to the 39, and that's where Roger Bacon will take it over at their own 39-yard line with 146 remaining to go in the first half, and Roger Bacon has got two timeouts left. Really impressed with what the offense has done tonight. We talked about them needing to grow up, and they've done exactly that for at least this first half. Uh, listen to some of our, our previous game from the Carroll game last year. That was our theme, it seemed. Good to see the, the Spartans take a step forward so far. Well, they need to keep the pedal to the metal. Absolutely. Keep this up into the fourth quarter and work forward from there. So Roger Bacon, they could really put a nail in the coffin with a minute 46 left to go in the first half here. Trips out to the far side, ball in the center of the field, resting at the 38. Bullock looks back, sets up the screen to Kiner. Kiner with no blocking is going to be dropped right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Redding was all over that. They read that perfectly, right? They... He sat about two yards over the line of scrimmage, and he was right there to uh, make the play. Second down, 10. Spartans in the hurry up. Bullock with Kiner to the left-hand side. A minute 25 and running. Dropping back Bullock. Rolling out to the right now. Looking upfield. He's looking for a receiver. He's going to lob it up the field. He's got a receiver. That's Birdie's open. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Edmondson. No, that's Bird. Oh. No, that was uh Bird, yeah. Bird. Bird with the touchdown score. Boy, but what a pretty pass by Bullock, and he did what he had to do. He just strung that play out until Bird broke open, and then he lobbed it over the DB's head, and Bird was gone. Big night for Bird. Uh, you know, maybe the third or fourth, or fifth receiver on this team. Uh, over 100 yards now and a touchdown. 113 to go. With two receptions. Well, that make that declining the penalty so bad now. No. <laughs> Bird's going to attempt the extra point with a minute 13 to go. It's 40-7, to Roger Bacon. Bird kicks it. It is up, and it is good. 113 left to go in the half. Your score. It is now Roger Bacon 41 and Redding 7. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform U Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game on Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhaar Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. One thirteen left to go in this first half of action. Forty-one to seven. 
Roger Bacon has busted this thing wide open here in the first half of play. That's a, that's a playoff team. They're beating 41-7. to uh, A good football team. We beat them last year, but you know that was a, a different game. And this is uh, maybe the excitement with this Roger Bacon team is real. Bird will kick it off. Well, now you've got, like we said, you've got to continue it into the second half. You can't just let up now, up on the scoreboard by No, it's important for repetitions and important for a team that's going to play a GCL schedule still to build as much confidence as they can. Yes. This week and next, before you get into the McNicks and the Fenwicks and the Badens. Bird will kick it off. Again, he squibs it up the right-hand side. It's going to be hit by one of the upbacks and then downed at the 23-yard line. It was finally downed by Mikhail Jones. So, Redding, they have no timeouts left. A minute 10 left to go in the first half, and it's 41-7. to I'm not so sure if you have the ball coming out of halftime, you don't take a knee here and go regroup. As Bacon's proved from their 25-second touchdown drive, they don't need much time to uh, punch one in here. You don't want to take any chances and do something stupid. No, and, and Roger Bacon's defense is playing about 15 yards off the line of scrimmage right now. And a lot of motion on the offensive line. There's going to be movement by the Redding offensive line, and that will not come back five yards. Yeah, looks like Donnie Feertag jumped, uh, moved again out so. there on the, the left tackle. So the five-yard penalty knocks it back inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Spartans on top of the scoreboard, 41-7. to Baker hands it off to Sanders right up the middle, cuts it to the right across the 25, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Gain of about seven on the play. Just a different sense of discipline for the defense this year. I'm sure you know Tommy Watkins, Steve Sheehan, Dave Kathman, a lot to do with that, but a big change for the better. Clock stopped on the out-of-bounds play, a minute three to go. Hand off to Sanders up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line, but got away from Mikhail Thompson and then dove forward to the 25-yard line, so he lost about a yard on the play. Mikhail Carson, just a junior, uh, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he's going to, a kid is going to end up playing on Saturdays. Speaking of Saturdays, our first Mount St. Joe game will be a week from tomorrow at 6 o'clock against Capital. Baker, 30 seconds to go in the half, 41-7. to Spartans on top of it. Now the line gets their spread a little bit more. Hand off to Sanders. Sanders going to be hit and dropped. Ball on the play. Did the Spartans come up with it? I think they did. Thompson got in and stripped the ball away from Sanders, and Roger Bacon's got it at the 26-yard line of Reading. We talked about their strategy of taking a knee and getting out. Uh, Now you have the ball. 17 seconds, not a lot of time, but you're within, really, anytime, anywhere on the field. If you got Corey Kiner, you're in scoring distance. But, you know, first down and a short 22 yards to uh, put some points on the board. And I believe Roger Bacon's got two timeouts left. 17 seconds to go. Ball resting at the 26-yard line of Redding. And I go right up for Kuhlman, either make the play or maybe get a pass interference. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Kuhlman. They've got trips out to the near side. Bullock with Kiner off to his right side, looking over the defense of the Blue Devils. Low snap from center. Fake handoff. Bullock into the flat, and it is almost intercepted. 
And that's an example of, you know, the snap is low. He takes his eyes off the coverage long enough to grab it. He comes up, and it's a different scenario. Mikhail Jones jumped that route and almost intercepted the ball. So it brings up second down 10 from the 26. 14 seconds to go. Only three seconds elapsed on that play. Bullock with Kiner to his left. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle. Bounces off. Gets a nice block from Bullock. Gets it to the 25 and the 20. Touchdown! 10-5 touchdown! Oh, what a block by Bullock! And that key Kiner coming around the offensive side on the broken play. And he ran it in for the score. And the man that Bullock blocked is still down at the 30-yard line. What? What a block. I told you... uh, if you got Corey Kiner, you're always in scoring distance. Bullock absolutely leveled that kid. There was nothing there, Rob. Nothing. One of the all-time decleaters, uh, 240-pound quarterback who is uh, one of the strongest kids on the team, and then Kiner scores touchdown number five. Kiner took it right up the middle. There was nothing there. For all intents and purposes, he should have been dropped right about the 26-yard line. He reversed his field, came out to the near side, and that's when Bullock just leveled. That's uh, the intended tackler for Redding. And, boy, I'll tell you what, I hope this kid from Redding is is okay because he did. He got leveled by Bullock. And this is the worst-case scenario we talked about when they got the ball back, that maybe you regroup, you get the ball coming out of halftime. Now you have a bacon offense going in saying, hey, our quarterback just completely demolished your linebacker. Kiner takes it to the house for number five. You're going to go down at least 40 at halftime. Uh, you know, that much more difficult for Redding to kind of piece it together in that locker room, right? It, at this point, you're thinking about next week. I am not saying this to be funny, but I can't tell who it is that's down that Bullock blocked. But he, he right now is thinking about next week. No, he, he might be thinking about the clouds and... Uh, Boy, they've got to help him off the field, too. That's number... 37, I believe. 35? Looks like 35, Rob. And Dalton that would be Robbins. Dalton Robbins. Senior. Senior wide receiver linebacker. and Yeah, he's being helped off the field. And right now, just I hope he's okay because they, he is not able to walk off the field under his own power. And he, he looks like he's about a hundred pounds <laughs> smaller than Tyler Bullock, uh, walked you know, right into that. But great, unusual to see a quarterback put a block on someone that, that significantly and, uh, it's Freeze Kiner. Let's see if Bird can can punch it in. Four seconds to go in the half. It's 47-7. to Bird's kick is up, and it is good. So there's four seconds left to go in the half. It's 48-7. to Roger Bacon on top of it by 41. What a difference a year makes. You know, you look at this, and this is what the scores were last year that we had to fill some time in the second half. You know, we're going to have a running clock in the second half. It's amazing, and, uh, you know, it. I think the one thing you go back to is this team grew up. Yeah. Corey Kiner was great last year. Corey Kiner was a little kid. I mean, he was a, a year from playing in eighth grade. Corey Kiner's a man tonight. Uh, he might be the best player in the city as a soon-to-be 16-year-old running back here at Roger Bacon. Uh, I said last year a lot, usually that age, you get to be big, you get to be fast, you don't get to be both. Uh, he's got it all. 
a kid like Bullock now seeing the, the field differently. I think if we get those snaps right tonight, this might be even worse. Um, offensive line looks great. Getting blocks, holding blocks. Defense looks like they came to play Sheehan's discipline and, and fundamentals all over the place. Uh, this is going to be a team that is going to be exciting to watch. But this is something that they've got to build on. Absolutely. They, they've, got to, they've got to continue this next week. They've got to continue it the week after. It's got to continue every week. Every week is a different game. And a lot more fun to watch film, though, when you're, yeah. uh, you're doing a lot of things right. Absolutely. Bird is going to kick it off. There's only four seconds left, and doubtful that he will do anything other than what he has done all night, and that's squib it to one side or the other. Bird looks everything over, now approaches the football, and squibs it up the right-hand side. And that is going to be taken in by one of the deep backs. He fumbles the football, ball loose, but it's recovered. Boy, that was almost, Sanders almost fumbled the football right back to Roger Bacon, but I don't think it would have mattered because that's the end of the clock. The end of the first half is here. Our interview with Jeff Stofa coming up in just a few moments. Your score at halftime, it is Roger Bacon, 48 and Redding 7. Ohio High School football continues into week two next Friday night as the Spartans of Roger Bacon hit the road for the first time and go to Western Hills. Last year, Roger Bacon rolled to a 35-point win over the Mustangs, so revenge is on their mind. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Rob Rickenbaugh and I next Friday night as the Spartans start a two-game road trip at Western Hills. We begin with Spartans Rewind at 6 p.m. and the pregame show at 6.30 with the kickoff at 7. Roger Bacon plays at Western Hills next Friday night, and you can hear it all beginning at 6 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 48-7 is your score here at the half. Roger Bacon on top of it, and it has been quite an offensive explosion for the Spartans. Well, earlier this week, Rob Rickenbaugh had the opportunity to talk to former Spartans great quarterback Jeff Stofa and it was an excellent interview and right now let's go to that interview with Rob Rickenbaugh and Jeff Stofa here at halftime. I am speaking today with the man who sits as the best player at the most important position in Roger Bacon history former quarterback Jeff Stofa. Jeff thanks for your time today. Sure thank you. Uh, I'll admit I'm a little bit biased uh, since I was lucky enough to be uh, on some of the teams you played on here but uh I think it's pretty safe to say you are the best of all time at the most important position. Wanted to jump right into some of your career records at Roger Bacon, which 29 or 30 years later are still the gold standard at that school. Most passing yards in a game, you have the top three, with 376 against Green Hills in 88 and two other 300-yard games that season. Most passing yards in a season with 21-39. Most yards in a career... 3796, which is still more than a thousand yards, more than the second guy. Most career passing touchdowns and most passing TDs in a game with five. Looking back at a school with such a rich history, how does it feel still be the standard of which all QBs are measured? Well, you, you know, I appreciate that, and and, and and the records are great. But uh, you know, I was on a, you know, some good teams there. Uh, you know, back in '87 and '88, and. Uh, you know, it, I, I, Rob, I still think I, you know, I'm biased a little bit, but have uh, two of the best receivers I threw to uh, in history of uh, Roger Bacon and Milt Stegall and, and Joe Sanders. So, uh, you know, I attribute, you know, the records and and uh, all the accolades not only to my receivers, but also, 
you know, the, the offensive line and the running backs of Jerry Porter and Kenny Carter that I played with as well. So, um, it, it's great to still have those records, but, uh, you know, they, they're a team effort, not just, uh, my individual statistics. That's a very Spartan-like thing for you to say. Uh, let me ask you about Milton Joe. So certainly there is some fortune of having maybe the two best receivers in school history there at the same time. At the same time, I think it can be said that they couldn't throw the ball to themselves, uh, and even the best receivers need a great quarterback. How much do you think that it was kind of a, a perfect mix of chemistry with you and those guys? Well, yeah, I, I think it, it was a perfect mix. Um, you know, for them both to be on the field, one a junior, you know, and Joe Sander and, and Milt Sr., uh, uh, you know, we had a nice balance and, and uh, was fortunate to, to have both of those uh, receivers on the field as well as, um, you know, our tight end, Tom Nicholas, and, you know, one guy that uh, receiver that, you know, is failed to, to, to be mentioned in, in the statistics uh, if I only looked his way a couple more times, Ziggy Neeson, um, who you know was uh, was our third receiver and, and and a very good receiver as well. But I'm just fortunate enough to uh, to play with again, you know, Milton and Joe, and and be able to throw their way. And they made they made some good catches for me. So um, you know, I appreciate uh, you know all they've done on the field. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that because uh, certainly guys like Iggy Neeson are in the record book uh, in some capacity. You know, no small thanks to you as a quarterback. Uh, the true measure of a quarterback is a guy who can make everyone around him better and kind of elevate the team, uh, which you seem to do, uh, you know, from Tom Nicholas to Iggy to Mike Morelli to Jerry Porter. Uh, tell me what stands out about playing with those guys on those teams uh, in the 87-88 seasons. Well, they were consistent. You know, and we had a, uh, we had a nice balanced attack on off, offense. And, uh, um, it was really, you know, one of the, the, the first, uh, pro style offenses that, uh, uh, Coach Hankey had developed and implemented, um, for, for not only myself, but, but, uh, you know, the players that were surrounded around me. So, um, you know, from the running game to, Again, everyone was consistent and, 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 and dependable, and I think we just did some things the right way and, and ran the right routes. And uh, um, you know, fundamentally, we were we were pretty sound. And, and it was again kind of a pretty easy for me just to, to get the ball within a vicinity of a Joe or a Milt or a an Iggy, and they pull it down and make the reception for me. So. Um, just a balanced attack was was uh, really important to the to the offense and to our whole team. Your junior year, you had a couple of lopsided losses to Moeller, St. X, and West High. Uh, the next year, you rebounded with a very tight match against Moeller, and then you avenged those losses with big wins over the West High and, of course, uh, a huge win against St. X at their place. Uh, what memories do you have about those seasons at Roger Bacon? Well, first of all, we... We played in the in the GCL, you know the 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 GCL, if you will. Um, the Bowlers, the St. X's, the the Elders, the Purcells. Um, so you know, I'm proud of that, and, and proud to be part of that uh, uh, that GCL uh, um, schedule. Uh, and if I remember correctly, one of our signature wins was. Uh, uh, Purcell Marion, our junior year, I think we, uh, we beat them in overtime, which was a big victory for us. Um, 
you know, when I was a junior and then senior year, we bounced back and, uh, yeah, that was a big win at, at St. X, uh, one of our obviously rivals and, uh, and, uh, to beat them, uh, up there on their home field was, uh, still a, still a good memory to take away from, uh, from, you know, that, that senior year. So, uh, outstanding. So, uh, your brother was a great player, Roger Bacon, and of course your dad, a former NFL quarterback. Uh, just speak briefly about how much that might have contributed uh, to your development as a QB uh, and the success you had at that position at Roger Bacon. Well, um, it's in the genes, right? So, uh, so uh, you know, there was a lot of pressure. I can tell you that, and, and, and not too many. Well, not too many people knew about it, and you know, it, it wasn't easy coming up. You know, with uh, you know. Uh, Along the lines of, again, my dad being, you know, the quarterback of the Bengals and, and following the footsteps of him, you know, footsteps of him and my brother. But, uh, you know, I just took it in stride and, and wanted to go out there and, and, uh, you know, have success on the field as a team and, and, you know, and carve my, uh, carve my path under my name. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think I did that. And, and again, with, uh, with a great team effort, it was it was pretty easy to do. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they it, it was not always easy, uh, you know, especially on my mom on the stands and the stands, you know, hearing all the things that were said and and uh, unbeknownst to me until after, you know, years years uh, after. But uh, um, I think we had a pr- good, pretty good pedigree in Cincinnati and at Roger Bacon High School. Yeah, definitely. So you were, of course, a Division One recruit, uh, ultimately signing with UC. The current roster has several players who are gathering D1 offers. Uh, what can you tell me about that time at UC, and what advice might you have for these young guys as they walk the recruiting trail? Yeah, you know, Pick Cincinnati had, uh, you know, offers from South Carolina and Louisville, and and Pick Cincinnati uh, because it was a place close to home, and and, and really it was the uh, uh, setup for me to to go in early and and. Uh, you know, get some experience, exposure, and, and, and start right away. And uh, unfortunately, you know, throughout my, you know, career there, you know, I, I broke four bones, you know, uh, my wrist, my shoulder, my hand, and my thumb, uh, all within all within that four years. So, um, you know, it was limited play there for me uh, throughout that four-year career. But I did, you know, I, it, it was uh, – now that I look back, you know, playing against the Penn States and Alabamas and Florida States and Louisville's, um, you know, it was a good experience. And, uh, you know, back then we weren't in a conference, so uh, we were independent. So we were playing all the big big schools and big names. And, you know, each week it was tough, you know, to get uh, mentally and physically ready for the for those battles or for those games uh, week in and week out. But uh, now that I look back, it was it was great experience, great exposure, and you know something I can take away and uh, and apply to the to the business world. Um, you know, as far as those that are that are currently being recruited, I think uh, obviously um, you know the the school comes first, uh, and then the, the head coach comes second, and and uh, I think that's that's you know pretty valuable as far as you know getting that education, um, you know, and going to that good school, but also again. Having the confidence um, in your head coach and your assistant coaches that uh, you know that can get you to that school and, and get you on the field to play. Uh, so I, I always like to ask guys about their time as a student at Roger Bacon. 
uh, it's a special place, and no matter what class you were in, all the alums have a bond that lasts a lifetime and kind of connects them all the years later. Uh, what does it mean for you to be a Roger Bacon alum? Well, I think uh, just the pride, you know, the, the pride in Roger Bacon and, and, and you know, the the values that uh, that were set forth for us uh, on on the field and off the field, and uh, you know just the the camaraderie and and the uh, the great teachers that I had throughout the years, and so it just uh, you know I, I take away again still till this day that the values and the and the ethics and the and the, and the uh, um, you know what was set for me you know at Roger Bacon really paved the uh, Paved the way into you know my adult life and, and into the business world. So uh, uh, just a good good educational system uh, with great teachers. Uh, so speaking of that, you're in Texas now. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, fill the fans and uh, the alumni in on on what you've done since you left Roger Bacon. Yeah, so I'm you know I'm currently in Houston, um, but after uh, you know after college, I moved up to Cleveland, Ohio. And, 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 and the reason I tell you that is I, I've lived in, you know, uh, Northeast Ohio where, of course, high school football is, is, is big up there in, in Northeast Ohio and as well as, you know, I moved down to Fort Worth, the Fort Worth, Dallas area, um, you know, oh, about, about 11 years ago and, and had the opportunity to live there for five or six years with, with some good football teams in, in North Texas and now I'm in, in, in South Texas down in, uh, uh, Houston, and uh, I tell you that because you know I, I've seen a lot of football games and followed a lot of football teams within you know the Cleveland, Dallas, Fort Worth areas in Houston, and and I can tell you this, Rob, I'm still proud to be part of that that Cincinnati Greater Catholic League that uh, that I played uh, you know in you know in my time at Roger Bacon, and I still think the GCL can hold its own against any of those schools in Northeast Ohio or here down in Texas. Uh, outstanding. So uh, I'm going to throw a personal note in as we wrap it up here, and that is uh, I was lucky enough to be on at least one of your teams, uh, and I talked to a lot of guys who, who were on teams with you, uh, and it's no small thing when you say, hey, that's our quarterback. Uh, and speaking on behalf of several of them who I've spoken to, uh, the Roger Bacon Hall of Fame just isn't complete without Jeff Stofa in it, so... I do hope someday that as one of the best to ever put that helmet on, uh, that gets resolved and we see your name in there. Yeah, I think over time that'll happen. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of getting my schedule straight and, and, and making sure I can get up there and, um, you know, and, 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 and be able to uh, be part of that uh, great Hall of Fame. And, and I think it's just a matter of time. But uh, that's definitely on the radar. Well, there, there's only a couple guys in the school history that uh, when you say who's the best of all time, they rattle off, and Jeff Stofa is one of those names. So, Jeff, I want to thank you for your time today. Uh, best of luck in all your endeavors, and we hope to see you up here at Roger Bacon someday. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. Rob, excellent interview. Uh, talk a little bit about your favorite Jeff Stofa story. Uh, well, he's very Joe Montana-esque. Uh, so, I mean, the thing that stands out the most about him is – he certainly had the best arm I've ever seen, uh, and the best ball. Right? He could throw a ball, you know, on a frozen rope all the way across the field, but it would hit your hands, you know, like it was coming off a cloud. Uh, but at the same time, kept things loose, kind of a jokester, uh, very kind of fun and light, and uh, 
you always thought if he was on the field, you had a chance to win a game. And it, sure enough, you know, like I talked about, they took some some big losses his junior year, like against St. X, uh, against Western Hills. He avenged those, put a big win on Purcell that his senior year as well. It helps when you have maybe the two best receivers of all time that you're throwing to. But like I said in there, you know, those guys weren't throwing the ball to themselves, right? And, and you've seen a lot of NFL guys and college guys who are amazing receivers put up paltry numbers because you don't have a guy who can get you the ball and know when to get you the ball. Uh, Jeff Stofa made a lot of guys look really, really good. Uh, for my money, he's one of the best players, three or four, to ever play at this school and certainly the best quarterback to ever play football at Roger Bacon. Well, like I said, excellent interview. Our thanks to Jeff Stofa for being our halftime guest here this evening. Right now, your score at halftime, it is Roger Bacon 48 and Reading 7. And we'll be back to take a look at some of the first half stats and go over what happened here in the first half. We'll do that when we come back after these timeouts. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Bron Bezovich Stadium. We're about three minutes away from the kickoff of the second half. Reading will be getting the second half kickoff to start but a couple of stats right now. We're not going to go down all the scoring plays because there's so many with Roger Bacon leading at 48-7. to But right now, Corey Kiner, his official stats in the first half, 14 carries, 182 yards rushing, and four touchdowns. Not bad for half of football. You know, some guys would, uh, that'd be an amazing game. Uh, you know, he's got five touchdowns total. You know, he caught the screen and, and took it to the house. Uh, he's amazing. He he was great last year. He was still a kid. Corey's growing up, and he looks as good as any player I've seen in the city of Cincinnati. Well, on the other hand, Tyler Bullock, his passing stats, 7 of 12 passing tonight for 151 yards and two touchdowns. But none were more prettier than the lob throw that he threw to Zach Bird, or Luke Bird, going up the right side for that touchdown. Yeah, Un- outstanding yeah. throw. Right. The, the problem we had, you know, we talked about Gunnar Ludwig being out tonight at center. Uh, a lot of bad snaps. Bullock kind of starting behind the eight ball, trying to come up, taking his eyes off the coverage for a minute to get the ball and secure it, and then come back up after to make a play. He's hit Bird for two long passes, 70-plus yards in the first quarter. Uh, that touchdown, you know, for 40-plus. Uh, putting together a nice game, of course. The play of the game for him is maybe the best block I've ever seen a quarterback put on a kid. <laughs> Uh, completely leveling Mr. Robbins for, I hope he's okay, of course, uh, but spring Kiner for that, that fifth touchdown of the first half. Well, your score here at halftime, 48 to 7, Roger Bacon on top of it. We'll be back with more after this. 
If I play sports for my school, I learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to throw on my uniform after school. Next Saturday night, the college football season gets underway on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell. For the second season, the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the UST broadband as they host Capital University. The Lions are expecting an exciting season under second-year coach Tyler Hopperton and third-year starting QB Jayton Tomlin. Join Blake Watson and I with the action from Schuler Field next Saturday night, beginning with Lions Rewind at 5, the pregame show at 5.30, and the kickoff at 6. Mount St. Joseph hosts Capital next Saturday night at 5 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Ed Noen McLeod, Attorneys, The Substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, The Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, right now your score at halftime, 48-7, to Roger Bacon on top of it, and we're getting ready for the second half. And, Rob, where we're located here at Bron Bezovich Stadium, we're right at the outside door, and all the coaches get a chance to walk by us. And, well, I'll tell you what, smiles galore as they walk by us over what the Spartans did in this first half of play. Yeah, and, you know, those certainly happy about where we're at with halftime in this game, but, you know, those are smiles that are the culmination of a couple years of hard work. And Mike Blount having this idea that he was going to resurrect this program. I mean, nobody loves Roger Bacon more than Mike Blount. He grew up here. He's been running around this field since he was a little kid watching his brothers play. Uh, he had one goal, right? This is his dream job. His dream is to resurrect the program. Uh, and when you can go out against a playoff team, and go up 48 to 7 in the first half. You get lucky, right? You get a kid like Corey or Tyler. I mean, you know, some of those kids who've made their way here and, uh, love Roger Bacon and are great kids, but there's a satisfaction that those smiles are really reflecting, which says, hey, maybe, maybe we've done it. You know, maybe, maybe we have turned this thing around the way Mike said, and, you know, Tentman has built these kids up, and we have athletes, and we have kids who are, are getting it done. They get it done in the classroom, and now we're getting it done on Friday night. Well, and another advantage to having the coaches walk by us is 
we can ask them what you and I were debating during a couple of the breaks as to just how long do you keep the first teamers into this game going into the second half. And you asked a couple of coaches, and they said? Uh, probably just a couple series here uh, coming out. You know, certainly for Kiner. He's a kid who, again, was young despite being 200 pounds last year and missed a couple games. And he's a kid you can't lose because there aren't many court Kiners floating around Roger Bacon or anywhere else. Uh, so I would expect come out, be aggressive on defense, get the ball back, maybe see what you can do, keep some momentum going for that offense, run some plays, get everyone comfortable again, and then give your backups a chance because you never know when you're going to need a Keontae Deer or a Brandon Tumlin to, to step out there and play running back. You know, it's interesting. I heard today on the radio that the Los Angeles Rams are not going to play Todd Gurley, their star running back, at all during the preseason games. And they may not play their quarterback golf during the preseason games either so you know some coaches take it to a certain extent other coaches take it the uh, completely the opposite well and in mike wilt's case here the other thing to keep in mind is at roger bacon we don't run the score up we're up by 41 points uh he would be content to walk out of here with a 48 to 7 win everybody's healthy uh, and go sing the fight song for the fans. No desire to score any more points here. Wants to continue to play good football and build on it, uh, but Mike is too classy to, to ever do that to any opponent. And let's talk about the continuous clock. We ran into that several times last season. I ran into it several times a couple of seasons ago with the school that I was doing. And, and uh, in this situation, Rob, it is great because it gets you out of here at a decent hour after a blowout, but when you're on the other side of this like Redding is, uh, it's not fun. No, we've, we've been on the other side of this <laughs> once or twice last yeah. year. Uh, it's not fun. You know, it, some of it's to keep kids safe and keep it respectable. You have coaches. I won't name them. We played some of them last year that would gladly come out here and run the score up on an opponent. So you have this rule in place that's never going to happen under Mike Blount. Yep, and all the, the clock has already started before they ever kicked it off, and Bird squibs it up the left-hand side. Roger Bacon kicking from left to right, and it is taken in by one of the upbacks of Redding, and he's going to run it out to the 24-yard line, and that's where he's going to be knocked down and dropped. Caleb Embry, a sophomore, ran that back for Redding. So the ball's going to be placed down at the 25-yard line, and that is where Redding will start. First and ten as we open up this second half of action with a continuous clock because Roger Bacon is up on the scoreboard 48 to 7. Yep, great opportunity here to, uh, come back and keep control of the game through a couple series and then give some of your backups a chance to, to get valuable experience. So Baker in the backfield, starting here in the second half. He started the game at quarterback. He's going to hand it off to Sanders right up the middle, and Sanders is going to take it across the 25 and be stopped there after about a yard gain on the play. For Redding, we've talked a lot about Roger Bacon, but for Cody Reardon in his first game as head coach, in this second half, Rob, all he wants to do is get something going offensively in this game. Yeah. Uh much like when we were on the losing side of this last year. You want positives, right? You need something you can go back and watch film on with your team to build on uh, and move forward. Baker drops down. He drops it off to Vaught in the left flat. He grabs the football off the pass at the 33-yard line, and he's immediately taken down by Nate Stark. And Rennell Lackey 
So the ball out to the 32-yard line. It'll bring up, call it third down and about eight yards to go. Baker with the ball resting at the 33. He's going to throw it out in the left flat, and it's complete to Vaught. Vaught at the 39. Gain of six on the play. He's going to be a couple of yards shy of the first down. And, and it looks like Redding's coaches have conceded their ability to get back into this game. You don't do that throwing two-yard out patterns. Uh, you know, Trying to find something to build on here, but certainly not trying to take shots to kind of get back in it. Baker. Looks over to the sideline. It's fourth down, or first down. Well, they gave him the first down on the play. So it's first down, ball at the 39, hand off to Sanders. Sanders off the right side across the 40 and run out of bounds at the 42. Gain of three yards on the play for Sanders. And it brings up second down, call it a long seven yards to go. You know, very conservative, uh, you know, no changes of the offense here. Just, again, just trying to get something positive on film you can watch on Monday. Baker looking things over. He's got Sanders right behind him. Now stands up and looks over to the sideline. Clock running, 8.55, left to go in the third quarter. Baker throws it out into the right flat, and it is incomplete. Knocked away by Zach Coleman. Coleman, if he'd had one more step, might have intercepted that ball and taken it to the house. He's been sitting back waiting on that all night, uh, reading that perfectly. Third down, eight yards to go, ball at the 41-yard line in Reading territory. And Roger Bacon doing a lot of liberal substituting on the defensive side. Baker's going to throw the ball deep up the right side, and it's going to be over everybody's head and intercepted. Intercepted by Bacon at the 40 to the 45, out to the 47-yard line, and Let's see who did that. Who got that interception? Ryan Blout. Ryan Blout got the interception, his first of the year. And Roger Bacon takes it over first and ten as Blout ran it back to the 47-yard line in Spartan territory. He's the quarterback of the defense. Made a great play. And again, he just kind of threw that one up. It, It didn't require much to go play center field on that. Great play, though. Gonna try to fit our commercial obligations in at the best opportunities here, so please bear with us. It's these guys that make it possible for us to bring you these ball games. Bullock with it, hands it off to Kiner. Kiner cuts it to the left, out of the back to the right. He's got a block. He's going the again! There he goes! 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. He's going to be hog-tied and brought down at the two. Corey Kiner. <laughs> well, you know... He- Kiner got run out of bounds right at the two-yard line. Nice play. There's not many guys who, any angle, can catch him. Redding guy with a hustle play. Uh, I'd give it to Kiner here, though. Let him punch it in. I, I think the school record for touchdowns is five in a game. Uh, let's let him get six. Well, he's got four, and he's over 200 yards rushing now. Well, four rushes. He's got a receiving one, too, right? Yeah. Kiner off to the right side of Bullock. First and goal from the two-yard line. Now Kiner lines up directly behind Bullock out of the shotgun. And the handoff goes to Kiner. Cuts to the left-hand side. A lot of room in for the score. Corey Kiner, five touchdowns tonight. He's got over 250 yards rushing. And it is now 54-7. to 6.22 and running left to go 
in this third quarter. Wow. What a night for Kiner. Some night, Rob, he's going to run for 400 yards. Yeah. Some it may, night. It may be next week. It may, well, it, it may be next week, it may be next year, it may be the year after. Blout will hold for the extra point. Bird puts it up, and it is no good. So there is 6.22 and running left to go in this first third quarter of play. Your score, it's now Roger Bacon 54 and Redding 7. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a State Farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. White Oaks Favorite Sports Bar. The game on Bar & Grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Ave Road in White Oaks. At Jake's Wind Chevrolet, our deals are hot, hot, hot. Buy new roads with Chevy Malibu and save up to $5,000. With our zero-deductible lifetime mechanical protection, we're leading the way. At, at Jake's Wind Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Well, while you were away, Luke Bird, another squib kick, and it was fair caught by Redding at their own 39-yard line. So that is where the Blue Devils will start first and 10 from their own 39. Six minutes and running left to go. In this third quarter of play. 54 to 7. Roger Bacon on top of it. And it has been quite a night. Quite an opening night for everybody. 540 and running. Baker, handoff to Sanders. No, Baker's going to keep it around the right-hand side after the fake handoff across the 40. Out to the 45-yard line. Gain of six on the play. Stacked up and... Brought down by a host of Roger Bacon tacklers. Gain of six, and it's second down four. It's good to see some of the jerseys change, but the principles of the defense don't, which is they're they're swarming and firing all cylinders. Sorry about that, Rob. I turned down your mic and then forgot to turn it back up. Timeout to Redding. Redding taking a timeout. We will also. 514 clock stopped left to go in the third. It's 54 to 7, Roger Bacon. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Well, that was the first time out of the second half by Cody Reardon and the Reading Blue Devils. They've got it out to the 45-yard line, second down four. Sanders off the handoff from Baker. He takes it out near midfield, struggles forward to about 
the 49-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. That's a gain of six and a first down for the Blue Devils. Very conservative, trying to get out of here with uh, anything positive they can. There's not been much tonight that has gone their way. Well, they've got to figure out what they are. Right now, you know, they've tried to do two different things tonight, pass, run, pass, run. Right now they're sticking with the running game, and it appears that's where their strength is. But, you know, that some of that's been dictated by Bacon's defense, which really has taken away the one thing they wanted to do was get the ball outside to your receivers. That didn't work. The one thing that, you know, Bacon had trouble with last year where they've had a little success was kind of the the QB in motion plays, you know, like running them down the line or a little misdirection. But Bacon's defense tonight under Steve Sheehan and Tommy Watkins, Dave Kathman, uh, really firing and playing well. Sanders running it up the middle, gained six on the play, and it's a first down at the 44-yard line of Roger Bacon. Joel Stonekanig is into the ball game now at quarterback. He's taking the place of Baker. And Stonekanig hands the ball off up the middle to Sanders, and Sanders is stopped right at the line of scrimmage. And it brings up third down and ten yards to go for the Blue Devils. And, you know, mostly Bacon's second and third team defense in here still making hustle plays still playing good defense 338 left to go in the third quarter Stone Koenig looks back at Sanders now he'll take the snap the freshman hands it off to Sanders right up the middle to the 40 and he's going to be wrapped up and downed at the 38 yard line of Roger Bacon that's going to be a 6 yard run and a first down for Sanders and the Blue Devils they're running a hurry up, which is something they didn't do in the first half, running a no-hurry-up offense. and They're running the football right now with a lot more confidence. But Roger Bacon has all the confidence in the world, up 54-7. to Sanders right up the middle, now cuts it to the right sideline, and he's going to be brought down at the 37 after a yard gain. And, and Redding's making more plays, but, uh, you know, Bacon's second and third team defense still coming in, still playing pretty well. Uh, you know, they're not going to have an easy path to the end zone here against uh, some good substitutes for Bacon. Sanders out of the ball game and into the contest now, replacing him at a running back is Tyler Androne. Androne, a senior running back, number 25. He's set up behind Stun Cannon. Stone Koenig hands it off to Androne, and Androne cuts it to the left side inside the 35, down near the 30-yard line. It's a gain of eight on the carry, and it'll be close to a first down. It'll bring up third down and about ten y- about two yards to go, maybe closer to a, to about a yard. Androne in the backfield, spread formation, ball resting right at the 30-yard line. Stone Koenig. Hands it off to Androne. Androne cuts it to the right side at the 30. He's going to put his head down, barrel forward. He's going to be close to the first down as he's got it near the 28-yard line, which is where he needed to be. And they may bring his sticks in on this one to measure. Or they may just make up their minds and not even bother with yeah. the score being the way it is. They're going to put him down at the 29, so he'll be shy by about a yard with a minute and a half to go in the third. So it's fourth down and a yard. Stun keeper here. Stun Koenig hands it off to Androne. Androne busts it out right up the middle. He's got the first down across the 25 and down to the 20-yard line. Gain of seven on the carry and a minute ten to go in the third quarter. And Redding has finally got some offensive cohesion and momentum. 
54-7, though. Roger Bacon on top of it. Androne behind Stonekanig. Trips out to the near side. Handoff to Androne again. Skips a tackler. And jumps forward to about the 18-yard line. So a gain of two on the carry. And it brings up second and eight with 44 seconds and running left to go. And now Sanders will come in again. And Androne, after running the last four plays in a row, is going to get a breather. Half a minute left to go in the third. This game was basically decided with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Stone Koenig hands it off to Sanders, tried to cut it up the middle, then cut it outside to the right-hand side to the far hash mark and took it inside the 18 down to the 16 for a gain of two. And that might do it for the quarter here unless they can try to squeeze one more off. I don't think they will. That should be. That'll be the end of the third quarter. Your score at the end of three. It's Roger Bacon, 54, and Redding, 7. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh-sliced sub-sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub-sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating crabs and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Hey, it's Mal Well, Let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Stein Koenig, he's going to pitch it out around the left-hand side to Sanders as we open up the fourth quarter of play. Redding going from left to right on your right. Computer screen, radio dial, whichever you want to say. And Sanders has dropped for a three-yard loss, and that's going to bring up fourth down and six yards to go. Don't forget, if you want to, you can check the archives on ultimatesportstalk.com and re-listen to this ball game anytime you want. You can even download it on iTunes. Stone Koenig on fourth down and about... 11 yards to go, ball resting at the 20-yard line. Drops back his first pass tonight. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Roger Bacon at the 10 to the 15 to the 20. 25, 30, up the right side to the 40, 45, 50, and he's finally going to be brought down inside the 50 to the 48-yard line. Did you catch who that was? I didn't. It is so Jamal Hutzel. Jamal Hutzel, number thirty, the freshman. A freshman, five five, one hundred sixty pounds, came away with the interception. What a highlight for him! And there's a flag down all the way back to the twenty-five yard line. It's a hold, but I believe it was on the run back. 
Hustle, mm-hmm. a St. Clement kid. He's going to be a good player here. He can run. He was a good running back in grade school. Well, he turned on the Jets there up that right side. They're going to get Roger Bacon for a hold on the return of the interception. The interception will stand. Which I think is all Hutzel cares about right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the INT. I'll get the yardage down the road. He's got a bright future here. Nice start to a good career. And the penalty is going to mark it all the way back to the 15-yard line. Just outside the 15, almost the 16-yard line. So that's where Roger Bacon's going to take it over. Well, we thought... They would run one series, and we were correct. They ran one series. Corey Kiner took it in for the touchdown, and now wholesale substitutions for Roger Bacon. Roger Halau is into the ball game at quarterback. Ryan Halau, excuse me, and he hands it off to Keontae Deer, and Deer takes it across the 25 out to the 30-yard line. Big run by Deer of 14 yards on the play. Bacon's got dudes. Uh, just because Kiner and Bullock are on the sideline doesn't mean they're not bringing in kids who can play football. Running clock here in the fourth quarter because Roger Bacon is up 54-7, to 9-15 remaining to go in this ball game. We're going to try to get the players in, and now timeout taken by Roger Bacon, and we'll take one also. 9-16 remaining to go in the ball game. Your score, it's the Spartans 54 and Redding 7. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Spartans under the direction of Ryan Halal right now at quarterback, taking the place of Tyler Bullock and Keontae Deer right behind him at the running back spot. Handoff, fake handoff. Halal's going to take it around the right side across the 35, cuts it to the right sideline to the 40, and he'll skip out of bounds at about the 43-yard line. Nice run by Halal. He can play. He's a legit quarter. He's going to have a great career here. Uh, still got to play two years behind Bullock, but not a bad option to have behind him. 6-2, Southmore. Ball resting at the 43-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. Handoff goes to Deer off the left side, across the 45 to the 50, into Reading territory to the 45, down to the 43-yard line. Keontae Deer was a kid who, coming out of grade school, had things you couldn't coach, which is that Barry Sanders shiftiness, has grown about four inches and put on about 30 pounds. Which has helped his cause. 13 gain, 13 yard gain for Deer to the 43 yard line in Reading territory. Halau barking out the signals on the far hash mark. And the handoff now goes up the middle to Caleb Farrar. Farrar runs it off the right tackle and he'll take it down to the 40 yard line. 
Handel sparking, spot him right at the 41, so a gain of two. Ferrara senior, 200 pound, 5 feet 8 inches tall, getting some playing time here. 7.45 and running, left to go in the ballgame. Allow handoff to Ferrar, and Ferrar takes it to the 40-yard line on second and seven. And that'll bring up third down and about six now. Ball resting right at the 40. We need to get just inside the 34-yard line. Ferrar lines up on the left of Halal. Trips out to the far side. Allow high snap. He's going to keep it around the left-hand side. Had a lane, but then it closed up very quickly right at the 40. Continues to struggle, and he'll be brought down at the 40. And, you know, again, Mike just content to kind of play it safe. No no real desire to put points on the board here. Just give guys an opportunity to go out and get experience. And look forward to next week at Western Hills. First road game of the season. Roger Bacon will go into it with a 1-0 record. We didn't even talk about the fact that Roger Bacon is only playing four home games this year. They've only got three left after this one. Yeah. The Huron game has sucked one of those up, but that'll be a fun trip and a uh, fun game. Halal handoff to Deer. Deer around the right-hand side, running it out wide right across the 40 and down to the 35-yard line. Just short. And he's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard, and Roger Bacon will turn it over. There's a timeout on the field. 6.19 6.19 left to go in the ball game. It's now Roger Bacon, 54, Reading, 7. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering. 513-554-1969. 54-7. Roger Bacon on top of this one here this evening. The opening night of the 2018 high school football season. Well, it's a lot nicer to open up the season with a win than it is a loss. It sure is. And, and a, a win that really tells you something. We've had wins the past couple of years under Mike, all three actually, in that first game that weren't quite as telling as this one. And Redding hands the football off to Androne, and Androne takes it across the 35 out to the 40 and basically let a rugby scrum the last four yards of that carry out to the 41-yard line. I was fortunate to be on the sideline with Mike when we beat Finneytown 62-13 to four years ago, uh, but you kind of knew it was a house of cards. This looks legit. Five minutes to go in the ballgame and running. Stone Koenig. Hands the ball off on the left-hand side Locked up there, to right Caleb Embry, and he's shut down right at the line. 
No gain on the play. Brings up third down and three yards to go. Ball resting at the 40, almost the 42-yard line. They need to get it out to the 45 for a first down. 439 remaining to go in the ballgame. Roger Bacon up big, 54-7. to Handoff up the middle. Goes to Embry, and Embry's got it across the 45 for the first down. Gain of about four on the play for Embry. Ethan Hausfeld with a tackle, my cousin. Nice play. Didn't even have to go to Ancestry.com for that one, did we? No, no. <laughs> Hard to miss him. He's a big kid, too. Embry, high snap to Stone King, but he gets the handoff to Embry, and Embry takes it into Roger Bacon territory to the 47-yard line. Gain of six on the carry, brings up second down and four. Under four minutes and running, left to go in the ballgame. Roger Bacon will go to 1-0 in the Western Hills next week. Spartan Rewind on the air at 6 o'clock. Pre-game show at 6.30. Kickoff at 7 here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Stone Koenig is going to keep it around the right-hand side off the fake handoff inside Roger Bacon territory to the 40, 40, 35, 30, and he's going to be taken down at the 31-yard line. Nice 17-yard run for Stone Koenig. And the clock continues to run. 3.20 left to go in the ballgame. Roger Bacon, as we said, has just been substituting liberally on the defensive side this entire second half. They want to get some kids on tape, see what's going on, so they can correct them, give them an opportunity to improve themselves. Stone Koenig, handoff to Emery right up the middle, and Emery inside the 30 down to the 28. They're a deep team. You know, you need to get some of these kids reps. They're going to be counted on and when it counts, too. Second down, 10 yards to go after no gain. 54-7, Roger Bacon. Stun Koenig in the shotgun. Hand off to Embry, and Embry takes it. Cuts it back to the right-hand side to the 25-yard line and drop there after a two-yard gain. Brings up third down, six. As the clock continues to churn, 2.22 remaining. Second consecutive year, Roger Bacon will have beaten Redding in the opening game. A lot of movement on the offensive line. Everybody jumping, both defensive line and offensive line. Let's see who they decide to call it on. Going to be on... Well, I'm not sure who they're going <laughs> to... All right, they're going to call it on Roger Bacon for encroachment. So that'll anxious. Take, that'll take it to the 20 and give them a first down. First down and 10 from the 20. Embry is going to be hit right at the 20 and dropped right there. Tackle on the play made by Roger Bacon's Chris Shipley. Shipley a sophomore, 5'11", 175. Stone Koenig, the quarterback, he's the freshman, a minute 24. Left to go in the ball game. Did it seem to me like the third? Am I the only one? The third quarter went quicker than this fourth quarter is gone. No, that running clock, I guess. Yeah. Stone Koenig hands it off. Fake handoff. Stone King is going to keep it around the left hand side, and he's going to take it inside the twenty to the nineteen. One minute exactly left to go. Nine more of these left. That doesn't include playoffs. I was going to say at least we hope. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't mind if we're playing in November. Which division? There we go. <laughs> Got to figure that one out, right? The right one. <laughs> 40 seconds to go. Stunt Koenig, handoff to Emery, right up the middle, inside the 15, down to the 10. Redding, I think they've got one timeout left, and they're going to hurry up to the line of scrimmage and try to get this playoff. Under 30 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Stone Koenig with Embry right behind him, out of the pistol, handoff. going to catch a guy. Embry, and he takes it down to the 7-yard line. I don't think they did catch him. Well, he was, they didn't call it. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard to miss. Twelve guys on the field, uh, they let that go, trying to get out of here. Five seconds left. Five seconds. That's gonna do it. They might get one more playoff. They do. They get the snap off. Stone Koenig's gonna keep it around the right side, inside the five. It's gonna be dropped right there, and that's the ball game. Your final score here tonight in game number one. Roger Bacon, 54. Reading 7. Rob and I will be back to wrap it up after these timeouts. The Jake Swinney Chrysler Summer Clearance Event deals are hot, hot, hot. Like new minivans. Save up to $8,000. Eight grand, including lifetime mechanical protection. Where? Jake Sweeney Chrysler, Tri-County. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform You Fitness, we are fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Well, an extremely dominating performance tonight for the Roger Bacon Spartans. Not only does the team, they should be proud, but Mike Blout's probably proud, the coaching staff, the fans. This was just domination from the opening kickoff to the very end of this football game. It was, and uh, on Walt Records night, you know, we talked about his school record yards per carry in, in his special season, being at right about 10. Corey Kinders tonight, 16 carries, 234 yards for a 14.7 per yards. <laughs> Per rush, uh, carries five touchdowns, plus uh, had another 40-plus yard reception for a sixth touchdown. They did everything right tonight from offense to defense. Tyler Bullock was great. One thing we had to clean up was the center position. We knew Ludwig being out was going to be a problem, uh, but Roger Bacon sure looked good tonight. Well, the thing about it is, too, also, Rob, that's not going to – this is not – any indication of the rest of the ball games. When they get inside the GCL, they are going to have to learn how to win a football game by grinding it out every single quarter. Tonight was an anomaly. It was, although a lot of the things we talked about last year, them needing to improve, we've seen tonight, right? From the offense being able to put drives together that were not just home runs to a defense that was able to go out and get stops and play disciplined, fundamental football. Uh, so there's a lot to build on. They're going to have to step up for a GCL game, but we're about to sing the alma mater here and uh, an excited bunch of players. 
Yeah, they are extremely excited. They'll be 1-0 heading into next week's action at Western Hills. And, of course, we'll be there with all of the activity. 7 o'clock. And here's the... A lot more fun to sing at when you win, isn't it? Though <laughs> we've been hearing it a lot at a lot of the volleyball games. Uh, good to hear this football team get off on the right foot. All right, we'll wrap things up here from Bron Basevich Stadium right after this. The game is over, but this time, instead of asking how many goals did you score or what were your stats, try asking these questions: Were you a good teammate? Were you coachable? Did you give 100% and did you have fun? Because those are the values that school sports instill in Ohio's young people. Where winning and losing are secondary to the life lessons that will stay with kids long after their playing days are over. This is the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Educate through sports. Well, Rob, 1-0. Second consecutive year that this team has gotten off to a 1-0 start beating Redding. They finished, they went 2-0 and last year. Now when you look at the schedule coming up over the next couple of weeks, of course, Western Hills is coming up next week. That'll be a tough game. First game on the road. Then they've got to take the long road trip to Huron, and that is not going to be an easy road trip. No, and Huron's good. You know, they, they have played good football for a long time. They've got dudes too. Uh, a lot of teams are going to play. The Badens, McNicks. They got kids who can play. Uh, this team grew up a lot tonight, though. They have a lot to go back and do. They still have things to clean up, offensive line being one of those things, especially that center exchange. But a lot to build on. And, again, uh, not to beat a drum, but uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about them needing to do this year, they've done and executed tonight. And they'll have to continue to execute it next Friday night if they want to continue on. And Every win is important. Every week is important as you try to make the stretch down to the playoffs. It really is. Uh, and... You know what you're going to get. You know it. The secret's out. Corey <laughs> Kiner is uh, the heart and soul. You got to stop him. He's not easy to stop, even with eight or nine guys in the boxes. He gets more mature, and this offensive line gets better. Uh, so Bacon has to go back and prepare. If you want to to have your way, you know you got to get Corey going. But Tyler Bullock also looked great. He looked athletic, strong arm. Again, we clean up that center exchange. He has more time to kind of observe a defense. I think his numbers are going to be real solid. So Roger Bacon goes to 1-0 on the season, heading into Western Hills next Friday night with a 54-7 win this evening over Reading, a total dominating performance by the Spartans here tonight. Our thanks to Rob Rickenbaugh for joining us here this evening, also to the entire coaching staff of Roger Bacon and Reading, and, of course, to you for listening here tonight along with all of our sponsors. I'm Dave Mitchell for Rob Rickenbaugh reminding you the final score here tonight from Bron Bezovich Stadium in the opening game of the 2018 high school football season. It was Roger Bacon 54, Reading 7. Until next week from Western Hills, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game has been brought to you by Jake Sweeney Chevrolet, The Game on Sports Bar, Transform You Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Ascent Safety Solutions, Vonderhart Catering, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, Ed Noah McLeod Attorneys, The Substation 2 in Florence, 
the Lucky Turtle. T-Spot Window, Tint, and Audio. Pioneer Auto Service. Jason Regelsberger State Farm Insurance. Borgman Athletics. And Sunday's Pub. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com internet radio presentation.